Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about home. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and Tim Buck2. Kyle swatting wide away the flies at Studio One. What is up, fellas? We got some bugs up in here. I don't know where they're from, but uh, good, man. We miss you. You feeling better? Feeling a little better? I, I'm feeling great, honestly, uh, compared to how I was feeling last Thursday and Friday. Um, but I'm getting better. I just figured it's safer to just be at home. Uh, for those of you, that aren't in the loop here. I did contract COVID last week. I went home from work Thursday. Uh, I, w- I wasn't feeling good all day. I texted her. I'm like, I'm like, dude, all day. I'm like, I feel sick. I just ate lunch. I don't feel good. Um, I'm getting exhausted for no reason. I sit at a desk all day. Um, so I went home and she's like, you should probably test. So I did and positive. So I took two tests last Thursday just to verify both positive. Um, I was fucking zonked all weekend. I fucking laid in my basement. I've been living down there. Uh, kind of nice, actually. I binge-watched a lot of TV, but I'm good. I'm getting better, slowly progressing. I just figured the CDC says do five days isolated, five days with a mask, which means doing a show with you guys. I'd obviously not be able to wear a mask. So I uh, opted to take one for the team, and here I am in my home office. Not loving it. I love being in studio, but get Before, a that was after you came and spread it in the studio last Wednesday with us, but it's okay. Right. I'll, yeah, I'll, we, we survived. Yeah, <laughs> I, been, I felt fucking good on Wednesday, okay? <laughs> at least I was man enough to text you guys immediately to be like, hey, I was positive. Just want to let you guys know I'm a man. What's, what's, funny, what's funny is on Wednesday or Thursday of last week, I, I came home from work a little early. I was like, I'm just not feeling great. Like I was kind of like, blah like it's not feeling it at all so i get home and i'm resting on the couch and i'm I'm starting to watch a show and jess is like you know whatever take some cold medicine relax because we had some we had a lot of plans last week this past weekend so i'm like okay okay and then i said i get a text from justin is like oh by the way <laughs> i throw the phone at jess i'm like oh guess what she's like no there's no fucking way yep. you can get covid i'm like well i, I can't control it but i mean we'll, we'll we'll try but yeah i tested that that day no the next day then next two days after that and they were all negative so it was just a little little bug for me but still like that sucks man i'm glad that it wasn't that bad but hey you know what you love watching tv shows and movies so i'm sure you had your sh- fill of them right now so i felt great the whole time so i wasn't too worried i thought about it but i was just like you know if i get sick i get sick uh, I'm gonna do my regular shit. <laughs> For me, this was my first time getting COVID. Out of since it started, I never got it. Did you have the uh, the back pain, the uh, the achiness, the soreness, or what was it? Just kind of like just tired. Uh, for me, I mean, it was the diarrhea last Sunday. I think we cleared Oof. the air that it wasn't it wasn't uh, food poisoning because that's a huge side effect of this is like stomach nausea stuff like that. Uh, but I felt good. I felt really good on Tuesday and Wednesday. Like when we did the show, I was feeling fine. And then I woke up Thursday and I kind of had like a. I won't, I won't say a sore throat, but it was like, it was raw. Like I just assumed I talk a lot. Like we do the show. I talk yeah. shitload. So I just assumed like I must've overdone it last night, whatever. And then, like I said, as the day progressed, uh, throat wasn't really an issue anymore. It turned into just being kind of nauseous and then very weak. Like I, I could barely walk. Like I didn't even want to get up to take a piss once I hit my basement on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> I was that like just fucking lethargic i couldn't even get up like i'm just sitting there like i have to pee but like my legs have nothing in them what's up shane thanks man yeah go well 
Go Browns, sure. We'll talk about that more later, but we'll probably yeah. discuss about this weekend. This is um, your fault. It's, we, we, we we're blaming Justin for picking the Steelers. That's why they, they lost. And by picking the Steelers in 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 something Don't bad had to scoreboard, happen. fellas. I'm pulling away a little bit. Bad, bad, something bad had to happen, and we know what happened with Chubb. We'll get more into that too. But I think it's all just by pick Justin picking the Steelers. It's fucking set the universe. It on, might have uh, been. I think I picked them before. So I've, I've done this routine before. Okay, so let's not blame me. But then again, we probably lost to him then when I did it. So maybe I do need yeah, to pick probably. Them we probably lost someone then too, or someone got hurt. Tim, what'd you do this week? Anything good? Um, uh, Friday. I don't remember. Uh, Saturday, I don't remember. That's a good Friday. No. <laughs> so you had a great, so you had a great weekend. Is that I'm hearing? Yeah, it was actually it was a pretty good weekend. Sunday, I did. Uh, I was in a video shoot. Um, it was uh, you know, the chicken salad lady. So yes, yeah, chicken yeah. salad. Yeah, yeah. She, she did a uh, she has a song that she's putting out, and I was a part of the video. Um, did you uh, did you leave the shirt on and the shirt come on? Shirt was on, but it, I definitely still did some fat man antics. Nice. So it was great. Um, did you get some of that chicken salad as like catering? <laughs> I asked that before I even came. Uh, I was that, like, was part of, that was part of the contract. I was like, "Would there like, be I, chicken salad?" I was like, "All right, chicken salad lady, there better be some fucking chicken salad." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't get any chicken salad, but I did get some chicken wings, so that was just hey. as good. Um, as long as you got something to eat, right? That's all <clears> yeah, matters. I right. personally, I probably would have preferred the wings, so I'm, I'm good with that deal. <laughs> I, I'm picky. Chicken salad's good in certain aspects. Some people like to load chicken salad with a bunch of shit. It doesn't make sense to me, like walnuts, raisins, and all well, sorts of shit. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think her viral video is like it's an actual salad with like pieces of chicken in it. I, I, I think I could be mistaken. It's yeah, been a while since I watched chicken it. Salad stuff, so it's actually just a, a chicken salad. Okay, all right. it yeah, a, it's an actual salad. Got it with a uh, chicken in it. Yeah. So okay, I remember when that went viral because I'm like, what the fuck is this chicken salad this lady's going on about? And I watched the video. It looked good. I'm a big fan <laughs> of salad, so. <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was dope though to be a part of it. Um, it was a lot of black black owned businesses that they were bringing actual food. Like, yeah. um, once the video comes out, I'll definitely show it to you guys. We're gonna have a premiere here on the on the show. Hey, how did you get um, the part? Uh, well, the guy who um who was the director of the video, he actually was my guest on the show last week. Um, Haybert Flex. Um, oh, he, okay. Nice. He, he was the director. He had told me about it when he was here. So I um. You know, said something to him on Sunday. I'm like, hey, um, y'all still doing a video shoot? He's like, yeah. And he sent me all the information. So I pulled up, met, um, like I said, a lot of uh, black-owned businesses for that for that do food. Um, and it was kind of like a a big, like, kind of, not I don't want to say reunion, but I just seen a lot of friends and yeah. a lot of uh, people I've ran into doing an entertainment, you know, business. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> Sunday, we did the the Women's Health Summit. Um, with just shout out to them. Um, it was the, it was more like the meeting of, she called it the show, the meeting of the minds. It was questions back and forth between men and women. That was pretty fun. Uh, Saturday night, um, my friend's birthday party, um, was there for a while. It was pretty cool. Didn't get drunk, drunk, but got, got enough. Um, TMI show was Saturday. Didn't get drunk, drunk. I like that. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Friday, I really don't remember Friday, but Thursday. Oh, Friday, we did the. Uh, <clears throat> um, it was the last day, last night for Lucy's, which is actually kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. 
um, because the cops came and shut it down. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. Is that crazy? It, I mean, it was kind of wild. It wasn't. It wasn't that crazy. Like they came in. Was at it Jeff Show? No. Um, oh, the, it was after. Okay. That was after. Yeah. So it was two forty-five. Um, and they just came in like somebody had to come in. Somebody had to complain or somebody had to call or something because like 245 isn't even that late past, you know. Well, no, I mean, bars can stay. It's usually stay up to like what, two or three. Yeah. People could be in there cleaning or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 230. But they were still kicking it. Um, uh, I don't know. I think somebody told, uh, like I said, they came. They was in there exactly at 245. Really? So, yeah. They said you don't have to go <laughs> home. Get the fuck out of here. Well, basically. I stayed because I was the DJ and I didn't get paid yet. So. I was just sitting there. Did you get paid? I did. Okay. Good. <laughs> I wasn't leaving. I don't. I didn't really care what was happening. Well, as long as you, as long as you got paid, it's yeah. all that matters. Um, like I'm. They didn't really even ask me any questions. I'm sitting there right in front of the cop, and he's he's like, well, you, "You work here? Just a DJ? Oh, okay, so you're waiting on your check? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. Right. Like, we, we can't get you. You gotta get paid. So right. we understand that. How many people? How many people are there though? Uh, probably like fifteen. Maybe twenty for that place probably was pretty packed. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen, maybe twenty. You know they and they love me in there. So usually when I'm playing Fridays, yeah, they get a nice crowd. Um, so it was it was fun until they came. I mean, that's crazy. Um, it was some guy in there randomly like, oh, "You get a charge, you'll get a charge." I just looked at him and was like, "Okay, whatever, bro." Like, <laughs> so the cop was saying yeah. that, or oh, some so, random. I believe. Wow. I I think he might have been. I think he was the one complaining. To be honest, he was a narc. Yeah, the, yeah, I feel like he was because after that I didn't see him anymore. So did he right, come wait, in with the cops? Yeah. Did he come in with the cops? I don't know if he came uh, in with the cops because I was where I was uh, at, you know, I can't see, you know, when they came yeah. in, who all came in. I just seen like the cop came in, he flashed the the stage, he walked up to the stage at the flashlight. When he walked over, like I was just thinking, like, okay, I was still playing music. <laughs> so, so you got a request there? You got a you want me to basically play? <laughs> play some NWA? What do you what do you want? What do you want, man? <laughs> right. I mean so, shit, as long as they're not selling alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I honestly why if you're not serving alcohol, you can't stay open to whatever. It's a it's a business. Yeah, they right? own the building. If you're just playing music and they just fucking hide the booze for a minute, I mean I'm sure they didn't, but still just tell them like, hey, we're just hanging out. Yeah, I mean I mean I feel I like I feel like if you're not you don't have to serve past two thirty, but you do you to people can still drink. Yeah, right? you, I mean if I go up to the bar at two thirty and buy out, it's a privately owned business. Right. If I go buy two or three drinks before the end of the night, which we sometimes have done before, right? You buy another drink before the end of the night. Like you, and you sit, around, rounds, you sit right? around and you drink for until you finish your beer. That could take a, 20 minutes, take an hour to finish, right? You right. bullshit when people like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Wow. But I just think they didn't want to fight it. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't really get into it. I didn't really care. Do we know how Jeff's thing went on Saturday by any chance? Were you up uh, there for that? I was not up there. Okay. I, I did go up there Friday, you know, while they were doing yeah. their thing, and it seemed like it was okay. Yeah. Um, it like a decent turnout. Yeah, so. that's cool. His that's post good. on Facebook today didn't seem like it went okay. Yeah, he seemed a little, little upset. That's oh, he's angry in a post. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't see I didn't see his post. So I'll go look at it maybe if I were shooting the shit it's, it's, i'm sure it's i mean i've never promoted anybody before i'm sure it's not an easy business to get into trying to find people to get out there to set up events yeah, I mean, it's, basically just it's that, like, not a, there wasn't a lot of support or he was expecting That's, more support or something like that i mean he, he messaged me and i was like dude I, i'm like i have covid i'm not leaving the house i got asked to do a bunch of shit i, I didn't even go to that wedding i was supposed to go to um yeah. That's why you get house. wink hang. i joke with tara because <laughs> next week her work every the last Thursday of every month, her work does like a social where they just let everybody yeah. get together. Some people bring their spouses, whatever. She's been trying to get me to go since she started, and I haven't gone to one. 
And she's like, the owners always ask, like people are always asking where you're at. And I'm like, Oh, sorry, I can't do it. Tell them I got a draft. You're like, I was just, I'm making up lies. Cause I don't want to go. Yeah. And uh, I told her I'd go to this next one. So I joked with her yesterday and I'm like, damn, I had to get COVID the week. I could have got drunk at an open bar instead of your fucking work thing. I'm going to be healthy. Sucks. Wow. I'll look, I'll look at it in a second. I see the names. <laughs> All right, it was, I saw the first initial. I knew where that was. Um, but uh, what am I looking at? No, we'll, I'll, we'll screenshot send it to you in the group chat. Screenshot send it to him. You'll get a laugh out of it. Uh, while oh, I talk, okay. I'll talk about my weekend real quick, but no, this is hilarious. I could, I could just pinpoint it. You, I don't have to read the details. As soon as I saw the Vegas and the initials, I'm like, I knew who that's about. So, um, oh, no. You'll see. You'll see. Um, so Friday, so my weekend was was int- interesting. So Friday night, I didn't do shit, which is great because I've been looking to have do nothing a weeknight or weekend finally. But Saturday I golfed, golfed at um, Hilliard Lakes. Not sure, Justin, if you golf there yet. Hilliard Lakes over in Westlake. I haven't been able to golf in in weeks. I'm fucking, I'm fiending, dude. Yeah, it's a great golf course. I suggest it if you ever get a chance, get out there. It's a fun golf course. Challenging. Um, I came home Saturday from golf and I literally walked into the house. I told my wife or told Jess, I'm like, I just, I just want to get drunk. Let's go, go somewhere. So we went over to uh, uh, the hydrant over there in um, Berea-ish right there. And yeah, I, was, I went there with you guys. It was packed. Like they had like a birthday party for someone. There had to be at least 60, 70 people in there. Their steak sucks. Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't <laughs> I didn't get their steak, but they they were they were slam packed. So we sat at the bar and I just mean, drank watch watch Ohio State game. And, and what uh, do you expect? What's the saying? Tougher yeah. than a two dollar steak or whatever the fuck? Like you ain't you're not getting a prime yeah. cut of beef. That's, that's, By that's the way, a, boys, <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. Didn't carry on. Sorry. <laughs> There you go. I knew you'd get a kick out of that. Like I didn't have to know who. I, just I, I saw that. that. Uh, now that I see it, I, I remember okay. reading that. Um, but so we hey, sat Dave. at the bar. We sat at the bar and we watched Ohio State game. And uh, we met the owner of the bar. She just bought it three months ago. Talked to her for a while. Uh, Jared, my buddy Jared, who's in the MGA, he won uh, four hundred dollars in a pull tab. So he bought oh, in shit. for a hundred. He ended up winning four hundred sixty-seven total out of the hundred he put in. So he sat around bought drinks. Those things I've never played them. A dollar, a dollar pull tab. So normally we go up and throw like twenty or forty in just to you know rip them back. And um, okay, we were just we the most. I think we oh, won. I think I seen somebody put that uh, the bowl. Oh, that, that was like, Jess, yeah. yeah. Where she's like, we're not addicted to anything. It's like fucking mounds of like yeah. ripped cardboard. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, well, we're gonna talk. But we're we're holding off. We're just we're trying to catch our collective breath before we get into the Brown Steelers talk here. Our but, new thing uh, is we start off and we just have therapy. We, we BS yeah, first before we get right into the sports. We're, just getting, out, we're getting off our, our weekends before we talk sports. Cause we know once we get into it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a shit show. I'd rather say, I want to say, I, I appreciate this guys. Cause I usually don't talk about my week, even on my show. Like I kind of, I was yeah. just talking about it. I have to force myself to talk about my week. So this is kind of awesome that I get it it's off. It's therapy Wednesdays, man. We I, have like, our I like therapy. learning about what you guys are up to. I, I love it. I think people's lives are so fucking interesting. Like, I, I I have really weird thoughts and like my brain thinks about shit like this of like there are other people who aren't me who are living totally different lives and that fascinates the fuck out of me even like yeah. as simple as somebody like working at like the fast food place down the street like yeah. what is your day to day life like that fascinates <laughs> the fuck out of me I don't know why Dave crazy man I need therapy from that game I know you're oh, Dave I don't even want to start I know you're baiting us right now but I'm not going to get into it right now um, I need massage yeah, therapy after that one so. So Saturday night, I, we, we go we go home, we get home late, wasted, right? Get up Sunday, didn't do much. Then we had a concert, we went to Jason Aldean concert Sunday night in um, I'm sorry, Black Blast. Yeah, it's A. It's all right, not your cup of tea. Uh, but uh, we got there Literally. early. <laughs> Literally not your cup of tea. Uh, we got there early. <laughs> hey, what's pre-game. up, Robert? We pre-game before we uh, went in. It was fun. Place was fucking packed, though. Country fans, they turn out. It was crazy. 
Um, but we got there and I'll, I'll be honest, he put on a hell of a show. I mean, it played 22, 23 songs an hour. Oh, he tried that minutes. in a small town. He tried that in a small town and it was successful. So, um, but it was a hell of a concert. Right. The, yeah, that's him. The worst part of the worst part of going to a concert at Blossom. What, what do you think it is? Getting the fuck Mark out of it. It's leaving. We you either have to leave the show early or you're fucked. Yeah, well, there's the issue. We stayed, we left like right in the middle of the last song, but we got there early. So we were already like packed into the front of the parking. So we're so you sit- still can't move. Yeah, we sat still for an hour and 15 minutes. And we were arguing. We were, we, yeah. we, I took a video of some dude, the dude, we we're right by the walkway. So we're, we video recorded a couple guys like getting carried by their friends, like stumbling. They couldn't hand up. There was girl, there was a, a teenager fight that took place next to the car we were sitting in. I mean, it was, it was a shit show, but yeah, we didn't get out of there. For, it took an hour and a half to even move. Wow. And finally, we got home around one o'clock. So, so Monday morning at work, I was dragging ass. You know, I was just yeah. I, I can't even fucking concentrate. But no, it was a good weekend, though. Fun weekend. Uh, this weekend coming up, I'm going to Hocking Hills, uh, renting a cabin okay. down there. We're going down there for the weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun going Friday back on Monday. So I, unfortunately, we're missing uh, our friends. Uh, I'm missing our friends Oktoberfest this weekend, uh, which sucks because I really wanted to go to that. But unfortunately, I'll be in a cabin, hopefully not getting um, kidnapped or uh, killed by certain people, I guess, because it's deep in the woods. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, one good note uh work today i got my first like scorecard from like a call review got 100 100 you got oh, that yeah, voice dude. you got that yeah, voice dude, man you're, you're a customer service dude like that's your shit for sure you you deal with people you put people in a good mood that's your shit i just want to I, I would call and listen to you just tell me how i'm a good i'm a good person you know put me at ease <laughs> like i would i would want to get cuddled by you though too because i feel like you could put my head in your chest and like just rub my head <laughs> and tell me that i'm a good i'm a good boy and everything and then i'm gonna have a good i'm gonna be okay and it, that would just us absolutely <laughs> the thought of dave and chipper sharing a hotel room and just fucking no, okay. farting and and Eating up, Jeff? from Monty Bros and shit like that is disgusting, but I love every second of it. Just getting drunk. <laughs> I, I, always, I always love when I love when Chipper tours anywhere. Like he has to let the world know where he's at. Like stop one. Yeah, we're he, here. He's big into cigars two. lately too. Yeah, and like he holds it like he's. Oh, he loves checking in. He checks into everything. Didn't look right, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, do that one more time. How did that go? <laughs> well, I'm just, I mean, Chipper holds That's his. Probably how Chipper drinks. So let's be honest. That looks like Chipper's drinking motion. He's he's trying to get the rest of the bottle out like this, and it's just not going well. As he's got his, like, 1996, like, Steelers denim jacket. He's like... (laughs) It's got, like, sequins on the back and diamond print of of his name. Um, Jeff and Lisa tuning in. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. What's up, Steve? What's up, up, everybody? Thank you, guys. I'm home again. I I let everybody know in the beginning I I had COVID last week. Um, I'm still in recovery, if you will. Uh, I just figured it was for the best to stay home and play it safe for this week. I'll be back next week for it sure. Is, we are professionals, though. We make this work. I came into the studio so we could oh, have yeah. someone as seamless. And you know what? It's kind of weird being on this side because I'm usually the one that's at home recording and you're in the studio. So it's kind of yeah, weird. I think this is not... one of the first times I've ever not come in for a show. Yeah, it, it's it is. strange. But, it is. But know, that's why my, my face, you guys know my face is turned this way because Justin's right there. I can talk to him face to face. So you get to see the good side of my face. Plus, Tim's right behind him. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, to do you have stuff. a good side. Uh, and sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I, I honestly expected, like, I, if, if if Kyle didn't say he had COVID, I would have been like, hey, we're not doing a show this yeah. week. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I agree completely. <laughs> I was kind like, of thinking to, about that. I'm like, like, you know, after that game, I don't even want to talk about the Browns. So, like, we could have fucking <laughs> that, this that week. That should have been a reason. That should have happened. Like, 
due to um, our morning of Nick Chubb's knee, we're taking the week off. So we yeah, like right. we're just, we're not even acknowledging this week. Like fuck, fuck football, fuck sports. I don't care. <laughs> uh, that was truly. <laughs> That was truly one of the saddest fucking nights of my life. So we'll get into it. But God damn, was that bad? Like we're living nine eleven. Like, where were you the night that Chick Nick Chubb lost his knee? Well, I was on the couch in disbelief like, where I was. It was worse than nine eleven for me. Like nine eleven. <laughs> like I, I didn't even really fly that back then. I was like twelve years old, so that didn't affect my life. This affects my life. So I'm, I'm more sad about this. No offense to people that lost their loved ones, but that really didn't have anything to do with me. Nick Chubb direct hit. Yes. Um, yeah, no, this weekend, now that I'm going to be healthy again, I actually have a pretty jam packed weekend. I'm going to a concert on Friday myself, uh, Saturday, I'm going to Oktoberfest and then Sunday I'm going to a bar with, uh, my father-in-law and we're going to watch the Browns game. He, nice. he knows of some bar that's by his house. They do, oh, Saturday? uh, Saturday they play Sunday. No, I said I'm going to the Oktoberfest on Saturday. Then I'm going to the. Oh, Washington I think you said you're going to a bar on Saturday. I was like, huh? Yeah. Was, no, I'm going it, to Oktoberfest. Justin's um, got that weird uh, power. He sees into the future. He knows what's going to happen. So that's why. That's <laughs> why he's winning. That's why he's winning last week. <laughs> oh, Julie, you, thank you for checking in. I thought hey, you Julie, just had fog, fog brain from COVID. I, dude, you're not kidding. Like, I, I, I fucking don't remember anything from the last like week. Um, what uh, what yeah, concerts on Friday? Uh, it's a metal band, Parkway Drive from Australia. Okay. They're they're at Nautica. Um, but yeah, my my uncle or my my father in law was telling me about this bar who they do from noon until the first team scores in the Browns game, one dollar uh, draft or not draft bottle beer of uh, domestic. Can you buy as many as you want at one time? I don't know the rules. Like, what's the, yet, loop, what's the loophole here? Because there has to be one. Because I would definitely it buy should, that. <laughs> like. I'll take six. I mean, <laughs> right. It's, it's, probably, it's probably one at a time, but even then, like if you drink them relatively quickly and it goes until the first team scores. So like if nobody scores for the first quarter, you're drinking dollar beers the entire time. So, I mean, I'm going to get at least probably an hour and a half of dollar beers. Uh, I, I with, the way, with the way our offense is going, I mean, you're, you're going to be there fucking wasted by halftime. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. It should be a good time. <laughs> now this would be the one week that Watson actually finds the ball to a receiver finally and scores, puts a one in the end zone. But no, Whoa, spoiler right. alert for my bet stamp pick later as we get there. But uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, Dave, they've been around a long time. They're a cool band. Uh, they're old. I, I know everybody says this about shit, but their older stuff was way better. Um, they've definitely sold out and kind of turned into like stadium rock, which I'm not into. Um, but that's why I'm watching the concert for free. My my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, their their condo is literally the Viaduct Bridge right behind or right. Uh, yeah, behind Nautica. So. I stand at the edge of the bridge and I can see the stage perfectly. So I'll be watching the concert for free. And there's another band from Australia that's opening for them that I'm a really big fan of called the Amity Affliction. They are, they're going to be uh, on the shows as well. So I'm very excited for that. I've never been to a concert at the Nautical before. I mean, is I've, I've heard that it's pretty good sound down there with how the stage is built and everything, but yeah, it's cool. It's, it's you not can a bad venue. Well I mean, you're outside, which is cool. And then you're also covered. So if the weather sucks, um and you're right by the water so the one shitty thing is like a lot of times boats will come by and like you got to hear the fucking the honking and shit it gets a, it's a little annoying but it's not that big of a deal it's a cool you spot. can hear pretty you can hear pretty clear from the from the balcony there oh dude I, I watched a concert from there last year and it's like it's basically like you're there i'm honestly not that far away from um the top row of the seats like it's not that far at all like you're right. I've, been, I've, I've been on the balcony once because we were there before new year's one year i'm trying to remember i, I think it is you're right it is, it's really fucking close because we walked, yeah, we walked over there. It's a really good song by them. Um, 
so they're from Australia. It's weird. The one dude in the band, like, he loves American sports, but he likes Baltimore for some reason. So he's like an Orioles fan. He's a Ravens fan. Um, and he wears Pittsburgh stuff sometimes. And they named a the song Pittsburgh for whatever reason. And it is actually a very good song. That's one of my favorite albums of theirs too, Steve. Um, I you, forgot what it's called. Re- the one that, that Renegade's not your favorite Pittsburgh song. It's it's actually that song. <laughs> no, the band's not called Pittsburgh at all. And the album's not called <laughs> Pittsburgh either. I have nothing that I like of Pittsburgh other than the name of that song. That city sucks. It stinks. It's full of hillbillies with no teeth. Um, well, should we should we get into the depressing conversation that is of yeah let's get into pittsburgh uh browns just, and steelers ladies and gentlemen played on monday night and what a night it was uh well, what started let's, off, before we get into it though let's what happened to manning cast like i know they had played two monday night football games did they just sacrifice manning cast for the next two weeks here because he doubled up on, on monday night teams monday night games yeah they showed that they showed the schedule manning cast doesn't come back until like week four or five or something Not like that a, okay i was so because i would rather have watched that than fucking joe buck talk no, i think they're only night. scheduled to do like six or eight games this year at most so okay. they, they already have the schedule out i forgot what it is but yeah they're off for the next couple of weeks which i was kind of pissed i was thinking like you got the sean watson against the steelers and up and coming kenny pickett who in the preseason Everybody that's a fucking moron thought the Steelers were actually going to be a good team. And I, st- I kept telling everybody, like, I'm not buying this hype. And sure enough, their offense fucking blows. They're, they're literally embarrassing. Um, but they're, I, I think hearing the Mannings talk about that game would have been fucking epic, except for the, obviously, yeah, uh, the Nick Chubb part. When the Nick Chubb injury happened, and again, we'll talk about it shortly, but the fucking them filling the void of commentary for like 30 minutes or 25 minutes was was. I, my ears are bleeding like that. They're just horrible. Like I can't stand Joe Buck. Like, I just, you know, we can't stand Joe Buck because of the world series, right? His fascination with Schwarber, you know, the fact that he's just annoying as hell. I just couldn't stand listening to either one of them talk that night. I'd rather have turned it off and listened to the radio talk about the game. It was just, it was just that bad in, in my opinion. I just, I couldn't stand it. And and honestly, like I'm, I'm weird when I watch games, it doesn't matter who's yeah. doing the broadcasting. I listen for errors. I catch errors so easily. And the way the, the amount of times they fuck up, I watched obviously last Monday night. I watched this Monday night. Um, Buck and, and Aikman, they their errors are fucking wild, dude. Um, it, like it, it's just weird that like that's their professional job and they're still like not that great. I don't know. I'm a sucker or not a sucker. I'm a uh, a harsh critic of of commentators. I know everybody and their brother loves um, Trey Aikman and Jim Nance. I don't like Trey or, or I'm sorry Tony Romo. Tony Romo and Jim Nance. I don't like Romo as a as a commentator at all. I, I don't Nance. find him entertaining. I love Nance. Nance is a legend for sure, but I just don't understand the Romo love that when he first started coming up, everybody was like, "Oh my God, he's instantly CBS's number one dude." And I'm like, I don't know, he kind of sucks. Same thing with Joe Buck. Like, I hate hearing Joe Buck and Troy Aikman every Sunday at four o'clock. Now it's every Monday. I'm stuck with them. I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking over those guys. They need to get some fresh blood out there. Who's who's the commentator commentators on Thursday for Amazon? Who's who who does those? Uh, Kirk Herbstreet's one of them. Uh, is Mike Tirico? I think he left Monday Night Football to do Thursday. Night. I don't Am know. I but they're they're pretty good at. I like Thursday Night commentary. Like when I actually can watch it because I used to bowl last year on Thursdays, but now I can listen to Thursday Night games. I I prefer their commentary commentary over or over Monday nights. I just they're better. They're more. There's more. Uh, it's smoother, right? The conversation's more normal. It's not like robotic and anything like Al Michaels. That's it. That's why Al Michaels, another legend. Oh, Al Michaels, there we go. Another legend right there, right? <laughs> so, and that's your, that's your that's your original Monday Night Football guy right there, right? So, I mean, that's that's it's nice to listen to him call a game, you know. 
and I'm I'm non-biased for Ohio State. So like the fact that Kirk Herbstreit is an Ohio State alum doesn't mean shit to me. Um, I just think he's a really good commentator. I like that Kirk Herbstreit usually does like the main college football games, and Herbstreit's now doing Thursday night football. I think he is fantastic. I'm with you. Like that Vikings Eagles game was kind of boring. Like it was yeah. it was there was a lot of offense, a lot of scoring, but it was overall it was a pretty fucking boring game. Like let's be honest, I think it was zero zero like into the second quarter. It was a pretty boring game. But those yeah. guys kept it interesting, and like I was never bored watching it because of them. Monday night, I'm watching my favorite team play my most hated team, and I found myself getting bored at times because I'm like, God damn, dude, Joe Buck just fucking sucks the fun out of the game. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. And back to the Thursday, I like watching it because of the commentary, but I also love the Amazon next gen stats, like watching it on that stream, like how they highlight yeah. the players, the routes they're taking just the different stats they put on the screen that makes it fun to me. And I'm hoping at some point the NFL adopts that more into Sunday game sometimes. Um, and then like you mentioned too, was it October 6th? They're doing the toy story. Um, is it the toy story game where they're going to have all the entire yeah, game? Like, simulcast? I forgot. Yeah. I forgot the date. It's, it's a Sunday in October. They're doing a game in London. It's like the yeah. Jags against the Falcons or some shit. Right. And they're going to be broadcasting on Disney plus a version of the game where the, 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 the players are Disney or Toy Story character like lookalikes? They look like they're in the Toy Story movie. I don't know exactly know how it's going to work, but no, it's, I'm it's fucking excited for that. Right. That's going to be fun. But no, but the yeah. next the next gen stat stream is, is amazing. I watched the entire game in that, just watching some of the stuff they're putting on the screen and the different highlights and stuff. But I, the camera angle to me is still weird because it kind of pulls back in a different angle. Um, but either way, commentary Monday night blows. Kind of like the fucking Browns blowed on Monday. If we're going to get into it, I guess let's just. Yeah, really quick though, as a degenerate gambler, the uh, stat cast thing is beautiful because when they're like in the red zone, I can look and be like, okay, there's a guy that I need to score a touchdown. I'm focusing on him and they like highlight it. Like, obviously, you can watch the game and you can tell like who a player is, but it just makes it so much easier. You can just follow their route the entire time. Um, Right. But yeah, no, Monday night was interesting to say the least. The game literally started off with a pick six from Deshaun Watson, Uh, 50 50 on who you want to blame. Uh, was an inaccurate throw, did hit Harrison Bryant in the hands. The the tale as old as time here is if you're in the NFL and you're a receiver of any type, tight end, wide receiver, running back, whatever, ball hits you in the hands, you're expected to catch it. Harrison Bryant bobbled it. Um, and then I think Minka Fitzpatrick bobbled it. And then Highsmith High intercepted it, took it back for six, literally the first snap of the game. Yeah, uh, very, very similar to the playoff game against the Steelers a couple of years ago, but in the opposite fashion. When he, um, uh, did, they got thrown over Ben's head and they ran it into the yeah, touchdown. We yeah. started the game off with a touchdown Arma. instead of that. Arma, bitch. Arma. <clears throat> yeah, and then the Browns' defense was fucking lights out. Oh, the entire. Uh, I want to give them. I want to give them credit to start this show. I mean, they had the one blunder with the, that George Pickens play, um, but well, you it happens. They were, they were playing in fucking zone for that play. It's weird to me that they've been playing man the entire game. They were playing man most of the first game of the season, and the defense was lights out. They switched to a zone coverage, and what happens? Pickens blows them, blows it up right down right down the middle, right? It's it's insane. Well, that was a – that was a, you know, you got to give credit to the Steelers on that one. They, they ran that play beautifully because the Browns were trying to get to Kenny Pickett. He had plenty of time. So initially, the Browns, obviously, they wanted to get pressure and make Kenny Pickett throw a shitty ball. And then in the zone, you're going to have bodies everywhere to pick it off. Don't give them a lot of time for the route to develop. Um, They played it beautifully. They blocked our guys. We didn't get any pressure. Kenny Pickett had all the time in the world. Pickens ran his route, got wide open. Um, So it was just really good. It was a good play call by the Steelers. They kind of 
they guessed right, I guess you could say, and the Browns guessed wrong. So, uh, I mean, that's going to happen. I'm not upset about giving up that touchdown. Like, um, my, my buddies were trying to bust balls because I, I, I ripped them for the Aaron Rodgers week. Um, so they were talking shit about like, wow, George Pickens is, he has more yards than the entire Browns, blah, blah, blah. At one point. And I'm like, no shit. I'm like, he has, he had a 70 yard touchdown. I'm like, other than that, you know, we're shutting them the fuck down. Right. Like you're not really it, insulting me by saying that. Get, they never got to the red zone. Never, never ran a yeah. play within the 30. I mean, if anything, it just, for me, that shows everything I've said about Kenny Pickett. It's coming to fruition. That guy sucks. He was overrated as fuck. Um, even last year, this is what I didn't understand from Steeler fans is they really kept hyping him up and they were winning games, but it wasn't because of Kenny Pickett. If I'm not mistaken, he ended the year with more interceptions and touchdowns. That's not a good thing. Um, his arm strength is, is questionable. His accuracy is very questionable. Uh, his pocket awareness is terrible. Uh, his hands are small as fuck. That has nothing to do with like anything else, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I like saying it. Um, <laughs> but he looked like shit and like the Steelers were infatuated with this guy. They really thought like, I mean, I know the renegades, at least those guys were hyping up the season as like 10, 11 wins is realistic. And it's like, guys, what the fuck do you watch on Sundays to say that? Like if my Browns came out and looked like that two straight weeks on offense, I'd be like, dude, we're fucking done. I know the offense looked like shit on Monday, at least passing wise, but our run game looked good. Nick Chubb was dominating until he got hurt. Jerome Ford, put up huge yards. He had huge chunk plays. I'm not worried about the offense at all. They had an off night passing. That's going to happen. What are you going to do? They should have won that game by double digits. Inexcusable to have two turnovers resulting in instant touchdowns from the defense. You can't have that. The fact that we let them score 14 fucking points via the defense alone. And we lost that game after shutting their offense down is crazy. The, I, I tweeted it way before the game is even at the end. And just because I had a weird feeling and I was like, it's rare that a team has four turnovers, two of them for touchdowns and win a game. I just kind of knew that like even overcoming is going to be hard as fuck. All you got to do is protect the ball. What do we do? We don't protect the ball and we lose the fucking game. We Um, didn't protect the quarterback either though. Yeah, that's the other topic. No, no, not at all. Me and Tim were talking about before before we got on the air here and it's like, We've always toted the offensive line of the Browns as to being the best in the league. It was the best, one of the best yeah. in the league last year, one of the best in the league the year before that. This year, so far, I know, I know, it's only two weeks, but they are at the bottom of the rankings. They're ranking, they're grading out horrible right now. The fact that let's uh, Jedrick Willis, that that fumble that Watson had, that guy went on rock, ran yeah. right around them. Highsmith did not get touched on that fucking no. play. No, so uh, I don't I, know. I think Jedrick, Jedrick Willis looked like a bull. Uh, what are they called? A, a mastodor or whatever? Yeah. Uh, he fucking like Olayed yeah, and just let him go by. This, this way, come over here. Yeah. Literally, that's just, what it looked like. I, I don't know if we need to have like a coming to Jesus moment here, but the line's not blocking well for Watson. That it, I don't. It looks like they don't know how to block for him. Right. He had six sacks um, on. So really quickly, if I can, if, I don't want to defend the line, but I kind of will. Uh, okay. Sean Watson gets sacked at a very high rate, leading back to Houston. Excuse me. And he's usually responsible for like 30 percent, 20, 20 to 25 percent of those are his fault. Um, He does get sacked at an alarming rate. But again, that's just part of his game that if you look back at his days in in Houston, same thing. He got sacked a ton. He holds the ball a long time because he likes to try to develop big plays. He likes to wait till the last second to try to find something. And it it bites him in the ass sometimes. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. So the sacks are going to, they're going to happen. Like this Sunday, we'll talk about it later when we preview the game. Um, but Tennessee's defensive line is good as fuck. So expect them to be in the backfield a lot. 
Yeah. Um, and that's just how Deshaun Watson is. He gets sacked a ton. I, I saw stats today that, that verify that he's literally on pace with sacks for how he's always been in his career. So it, it, it goes both ways. Obviously, you want the offensive line. If they're better, then they're not allowing those because there were plays that were inexcusable on Monday night where guys weren't touched. And yeah. there's no excuse for that pressure. But at the end of the day, Watson is responsible for some of them because he does hold the ball a long fucking time. Right. I it just, I mean, agree or disagree, though, that the line this year is not what the line you see. It's, it, it wasn't what we had last year, the year before. Something's not 100% there. And we, I don't know what it is. I get it. We have a rookie um, right tackle. And I get that we have a left tackle who we're not very sure on, right? We, we all agree yeah. that he's not good, right? Or he's not great. So I mean, I'll give yeah, him a little bit of credit. The, the Bengals game, both defensive lines we've played so far have all pro, uh, pro bowl defensive ends on them. So um, these guys are going to get there. Same thing with Tennessee. I mean, we are in a fucking war for the next few weeks. Cause I don't know if people have looked that far ahead on the schedule, but you better beat Tennessee this week because you have Baltimore and then San Francisco right after that's yeah. it. I mean, you, you, uh, you really realistically, we could be one in four. Not, and that not scares the shit out of me. We thought it would be four and one, but how it's looking right now, one and four also looks like it could be possible too. But I mean, the one good thing is I think our, our defense is good as fuck. I'm going to give them a lot of credit. The San Francisco game, I think San Francisco is one of the best teams in football, the way they're playing. I think they're going to eat us alive. Uh, I don't think we'll be able to keep up with them. They just hurt him. Uh, Baltimore, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's Kyle Shanahan more than anybody, but if Hurdy's helping. Um, I, I just think that Baltimore is a game, I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but I think Baltimore is a game where we could uh, could win that game, I think our defense is that fucking good that if we can just shut down Lamar's running and I'm not worried about their wide receivers whatsoever. Uh, and their defense is good, but it's not great. They have a weak secondary. So that game, we'll talk about it. But I mean, if so, we, if we're, if we're three and two after first five, I'm very fucking happy about that. So let me ask you, I know you've huge Watson fan. You wanted him here. You called for him to be here. Are you starting to question what Watson is this year? Are you starting to be a little scared that maybe he's not what we thought he would be? And his rust that he had last year, and is is it still there, or or is he just not going to get it back together 100? Is is he in his own mind? Is that a problem for him right now? Because I've I'm seeing what you're seeing. I I agree that he holds on to the ball a lot. That's just who he is. He double clutched a pass on on Monday night that he could have hit the guy in stride, but he he waited yep. and he understood. And it almost got picked off. Yeah, He's, I remember that throw. He had two pot, uh, personal fouls against him. Right, the mat, the the face masking. I think something else he did too. What's it was going on? Yeah, what's going on with Watson? What, what, um, what do you think? I mean, I think it, it kind of goes both ways. If you if you pay attention, uh, there was a face mask call, and, and really quick, Julie, I don't think we'll Tim Couch him. Deshaun Watson's a tough dude. Like I said, he gets sacked a lot. So um, what's happening to him right now is actually not that out of the ordinary. I mean, obviously, you don't want him to get hurt. That could happen to anybody, though, at any given time. Um, but what I think is going on is I think he did get frustrated on Monday night, and I think it wasn't um, because of his play. I think it's because of the way he's getting treated. If you notice the last two games we've played in Pittsburgh, there have been blatant face masks that happened to Deshaun Watson mid-play. He got his I face mask that, yeah. grabbed and pulled, and the refs did not throw a flag. That has now happened in two consecutive games in Pittsburgh. And at that point, to me, that I, I call it conspiracy. Um, it, it makes me think that these refs, and I don't want to, you know, I'm alleged, allegedly, I'm throwing that out there so there's no am I, am lawsuit. I, am, I putting, am I putting a tin hat on? Is that where we're going down, down the rabbit hole now? No, no, but think about it. You've got these old white guys that make up majority of the referees in the NFL, and there's this young black guy with these clouds over him. Maybe they're going, hey, fuck you. I'm not giving you that call. I don't, I don't, 
it might not even be because he's black. Maybe it's just because of the the allegations against him that these refs are like, eh, I didn't see it. Because, yeah. I mean, it was fucking blatant. He was on, like, the one-yard line. And his agent got twisted, twisted to the left. His yeah. whole head spins around. He looks like fucking Reagan from The Exorcist. And the ref's like, eh. And you see the ref behind him literally just staring right at no, him and goes, I didn't see anything. Play, that was the play they didn't call that, but they called the holding back on the one. That's where they called the the, the two penalties. Yeah. Well, they didn't call that one. They just called the holding. So they blatantly ignored yeah. that one because he's, he's on the ground like this, like, you know, pointing to his mask like nothing. It was nothing, fucking you know? ridiculous. Yeah. So I think that's what leads to his frustration. And then there were other times where, like, I mean, it obviously happened in the last play for us offensively, but you had that play where blatantly, clear as day, Stevie Wonder would throw a flag on the fucking hold on DPJ. And the ref in the clips is literally staring right at it. His job is to watch their hands and to watch to see if there's a penalty. And yeah. he has both hands pulling his jersey, and you see the shoulder pad because he's getting fucking ripped so far, and the refs didn't call it. Yeah. And Joe Buck, that, that's the other thing. Joe Buck's like, oh, the refs didn't see anything there, so we're going to end this one in Pittsburgh. Like, they don't even act like they're fucking watching the game. Um, so many so many still-frame photos of that that – hold like from different angles like him from one side you could see he's pulling down on the left the other side you see both hands right there pulling down you saw his shoulder shoulder pads coming out of the top of his jersey like there's so many pictures of it uh do you think the nfl called uh cleveland on tuesday and said oh we're sorry no probably not i'm sure they i'm sure they do they do that bullshit where they send a report and they're like well this play was ruled wrong this was called wrong like i think afterwards they did say like yeah that should have been a pass interference but it's like Telling us that after the fact doesn't help us. That that costs us wins that potentially cost people their jobs. And I think little things like that add up to make frustrations for Deshaun Watson and for everybody. Think about Monday night. You have Nick Chubb get that gruesome injury, which we'll talk about it more. But for me, that's the worst injury I've ever seen live. And for, for a Cleveland, has, Cleveland hasn't fan. seen it yet, by the way. He doesn't want to see it. But he, he, he didn't Don't. see it happen. He didn't see a picture. Nothing. It's, Don't, it's, dude. it's crazy. Um. I wasn't it was, it, that, 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 that was horrible. Then you get the, the no-call face mask for Watson. Then you have the fourth down run for Watson where he goes forward. They give us the first down, all's well and good. And then the refs go, no, never mind. It was a fumble, and they recovered it. That and one, I, I need someone to explain to me like I'm a five-year-old. How does that even happen? How, how do you go and challenge for spot, but yet come out of that challenge saying, well, you turned it over? We weren't even talking yeah, about that. The way the NFL is supposed to be supposed to be run from officiating standpoint is they make a call and yep. then there has to be clear evidence to overturn that call. That's why a lot of times if there's a ball that you know a quarterback was throwing and he got hit, but you know it wasn't a fumble, they'll let it go because it's easier to go back and say, not a fumble, than it is to go, okay, sorry, it was a fumble. You guys should have had a touchdown. They let those plays go because it's easier to come back. So that call, they rule a first down, they challenge the spot. And then the refs go, yeah, he fumbled, and the the Steelers have possession now. They they recovered the fumble, but every angle I saw is Watson hitting the ground, bodies over bodies, and then that's it. You can't see anything. And yeah, then Larry Larry no Ogunjobi just has the ball. There's no evidence to say that he did not get that first down, and that's the only thing you're looking for. It's like having a warrant to go look in someone's trunk, but you open the yeah. glove, glove compartment, and you're like, oh, look what we found in here. Like that doesn't work that way. Right, you just yeah, the, can't way the, be, the way the NFL is supposed to be done from the officials is clear evidence, and there was no evidence for that. Like that, that was a bullshit call. But whatever, it was fourth down. Maybe he he did fumble, and they could even call it short because yeah. of where he recovered the fumble himself. So right. it is what it is. But it's like that's more bullshit that they did to Watson. So they re yeah. they reverse his first down. They don't call the face mask. Nick Chubb gets hurt. 
They're not calling the pass interference calls. Like there's blatant shit happening. And I think Watson's getting frustrated and pissed off about it. And I, I don't blame him. Do so you, so you think Watson then you've seen this week, he comes out and has a little, a uh, little more uh, pep in his step. You think he actually puts up some good numbers this um, weekend? We'll talk about it uh, later. Cause I have, a, I have some thoughts, but right now to your, your initial question though, of, what, of what's up with Watson. Um, I'm on a fence right now. I don't know who to blame in that situation because I love Deshaun Watson and I love Kevin Stefanski. I don't want to blame either of them and be one of those guys, but I'm kind of, I'm, I won't, it's not even blame. I'm worried that, excuse me, Kevin Stefanski's offense is just not a good fit for Deshaun Watson because that happens in the NFL. There are players that just don't fit systems. You could be great on one team and suck on another because the system just not, doesn't suit you. Um, yeah. If you go back to Deshaun Watson's best year, or even his, you know, good, great years in, in Houston. Um, they were a pass-heavy team. They went deep. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you had Will Fuller, you got Brandon Cooks. They had at one point, I think he had Arian Foster as one of his running backs, if I'm not mistaken. David Johnson yeah. was his running yeah. back. Um, he had these he had good, quick running backs who caught screenplays. They were not a run-focused team like we are with Nick Chubb. And we are not, their offense was not a quick uh precise route running offense like we run our routes are crisp as fuck from our wide receivers but watson was better suited for fucking go like let's I'll run it, let's it down the field it yeah. offense well, that one makes yeah and that's the thing too that's that's well, that was my next question thanks for leading to it, is just the fact that you're starting to see a lot of rumblings local talk shows lo- you know news media talking about the fact that uh kevin stefanski said that that seat that we thought would be warm this year is getting warmer quicker and, you know, coming one I, and one. I hate to say it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'll let, I'll let you finish. No, I was going to say, it's just, it's getting warmer. And now people are starting to say, you know, is it, is it the fact he doesn't know how to call plays correctly? Is he being, uh, is he holding Watson back? Is he being, um, is he scared to open it more for him? Or, or is it Watson that can't run the offense that Kevin is asking him to run? He's, he's made, he's second guessing himself. He doesn't know he's not getting the ball where it needs to be. He's under throwing people. He's over throwing people. It's like, like I, like you said, I agree with you. Like I'm, I'm torn between where to place the blame. Yeah. It's I, definitely I think, between the two of those. I think right. it's 50, 50 because I mean, look at week one against ball, uh, the Cincinnati, the, the weather was shitty. Don't sure. get me wrong. But Watson was throwing balls in the dirt. He did the same thing against Pittsburgh. He was inaccurate. His accuracy is off this year. Um, so that's something which I, I I I couldn't defend Baker on. Like that's why I I, I would defend Stefanski. I would say he's not throwing the ball. So if the play's right. open, the quarterback's not getting it there. That's on the quarterback. However, the style of offense just might not be good for Watson. So my thought process, which I'll I'll tell I'll explain more later, but. Um, for me, this is the final straw for Kevin Stefanski, and he knows it. Because again, if we if, if we're one in fucking four after San Francisco, he's fired. I think like there's no question yeah. about it. This this team you have, is built to win a Super Bowl. You're one in four. Your shot of making the playoffs is getting slim, quick. Um, so he knows that. And with Nick Chubb going down, I hate to say it, could be a blessing for Deshaun Watson because we're not going to run our same offense. Jerome Ford yeah. is not that dude. He is not Nick Chubb, where you can hand the ball to. So. Stefanski needs to open up the playbook. Uh, I don't giving up play calling week three is it's not going to happen. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even waste my time saying that. Um, we're set in our ways. That's who how we are as a team. Um, we've put a lot of time and energy into the way the the, the coaching tree is set up. So that's not going to change. It's more so Stefanski just needs to open the playbook up. With with Chubb gone now, you now and bringing Hunt back, which news news breaking news, we signed Hunt uh, Cream Hunt to a one year four million dollar deal today. Um, you kind of see where the offense is probably going to go, right? 
Ford and Hunt are virtually 1A, 1B kind of type of players, right? They catch balls out of the backfield. They're quick runners. They can get the ball in open field. They can they can break tackles if they need to. So I could see what you're saying is that, that the offense is going to transition to something different. I, I would say probably more spread offenses, more shotgun plays, more um, screen passes potentially happening. So like, yeah, I do agree with you. I think this could be um, the change that Watson needs to run an offense he's more comfortable with and potentially and the perfect week to do it. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what happens, but I do think that after two games, a lot of questions, this is not the offense. We thought this is the defense. We thought we'd get We're I'm, I'm beyond ecstatic. Than what I thought we were going to yeah. get. I am. I, by the way, who the fuck, um, t- told Delpit to show up these first two weeks. My God, that boy is all um, over the field. I tried to tell people after we drafted him, I was with my buddies. I'll never forget it. It was the second round of the draft in Tennessee. I was with my friends. We were eating at a diner and we were watching the draft because we didn't like the setup. So we were just, we were watching the draft elsewhere. Uh, we took Grand Delpit and I was like, holy shit, what a fucking steal. That dude was probably a top 15 pick, maybe higher. Uh, if he would have stayed healthy at LSU, he had some injuries that cost him most of his uh, junior season before he went out and they're declared. So that's the only reason he fell to us in the second round. And then it, obviously he came to the league. He, he tore his Achilles, I think, his, his like in, in yeah. training camp, his rookie year, missed the entire season. And then he's just been, I mean, it takes, I've always said for, from an Achilles injury for a position where you have to run a lot, you're probably looking at a two-year recovery at least. So now that Delpit is fully healthy from all that, you're seeing what Grant Delpit was in college at his prime, why he could have been a first-round draft pick. And we're just getting to reap all the benefits of that. So it's amazing. I love him, seeing it. I'm a big him fan. And Emerson, him, Emerson out there, just, oh my, those guys are everywhere, right? Making plays. Yeah. Um, JOK was making some good plays Monday night. He was everywhere. The linebacking core is kind of doing their thing. Um, yeah, I'm little, to Jim Schwartz. I mean, that's, yeah. he, he's working with these pieces and he's, he's, he's getting more out of these guys than we ever expected from our previous regime. But obviously yeah. that's because Joe Woods was a fucking bum. And should have been fired a long time ago. Well, someone today on the radio was like, you know, he in practice he promotes celebration. Like he says, you make a big play, go celebrate. If you're making big plays and you're not celebrating, then you just loaf around. I I, I don't like that. Go make you make a big play, celebrate, throw your hands up in the air, go run down they to said the end. Celebrate as a team. They, yes. they were talking about that on the game on yeah. Monday night. They said if you're caught on camera or on on tape not celebrating with your team, then like you're going to hear about it. They want yeah. every fucking person on that field to celebrate. Right. And I love so that I, you can see. I hate to use the word because I'm a mid thirties white guy, but there's a lot of swagger on that defense. I hate saying that word. I hate it. You say it. Timmy, but, say it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta go. Swagger. You can't Wagga. say ours. You can't. Oh, say, you can't swag. say ours. Swag. 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 Oh, you can't. You don't even. That's it. Can't, you can't even swag. finish, man. The, the younger this generation gets, the the shorter they make their words. They're getting lazy. Swag. They don't want letters. They're like. No, I love the defense. Swagger, swagger, swagger across the board. Spider Mitchell has swagger. <laughs> That's my new tongue twister. Instead of starting Spider to go off, like, That's you need New York. Spider swagger. Uh, so defense is ranked second in the NFL right now, only behind Dallas Cowboys, I believe. If if the efficiency, mm-hmm. if it was, I saw that today. Um, I think they keep it up. I mean, I just don't see it slowing down. I was a little upset that I didn't see uh, any sack out of. Did he get a sack? Did, did Miles get a sack on Monday? I didn't see one. He did not. He he did not. he did bring down Kenny Pickett when he threw that like weird underhand because he fucking panicked. Yeah. Um, he had like a couple QB pressures. He had one tackle, uh, but did not get a sack. But I mean, I have no complaints. I saw somebody call in on the uh, or I heard somebody call in on on Tuesday morning and they tried to use that against him. They they read 
TJ Watt's stat line, then they read yeah. Miles Garrett. They're like, Miles Garrett's a fucking joke, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, that defensive performance from the Browns all around was dominant. I have no issue with one player. I don't need Miles Garrett to get four sacks a game. Look at what that did for the Steelers. They needed TJ Watt to literally save their game for them. We didn't yeah. need that for Miles Garrett because our defense was already doing it. So yeah. I have no issues with anything. Our defense did everything they could to win that game. I will not badmouth one person on that fucking team or on that side of the ball. Offensively, obviously, they are 100% to blame. Can Ward, for the love of Christ, wrap up, tackle, stop throwing your goddamn body into players? That nope. dude wants concussions. That hit he That's made on. He is. At this point, that, that he made changing it in for anybody. I forget who he was. Was it tight end 88 on the Steelers or whatever where he got laid out and that's where they caused yeah, the – Yeah, he, uh, he knocked it out and they fumbled, yeah. And that, that, that went into the um, – was that the one that went into the um, ball, the hot potato ball where no one wanted it and everyone was just getting tossed yes, around? Yeah, scooped it and then he fumbled and then the Steelers didn't want it and then it was just fucking everywhere, dude. Yeah. That was ugly. But he he laid his entire <laughs> body into him in the slow motion. You saw the, the, the Steelers – player kind of like freeze up like he got he just got knocked the fuck out and then the ball went loose obviously but just wrap up man like you're gonna get that's what you already have what five concussions four concussions i, I get it I get that's the player that he is but that's i mean it's it's concerning right that that he does he still oh, does it but, oh well. um yeah i mean key to the game protect the fucking football uh inexcusable you can't turn the ball over like that you can't yeah. let them score off turnovers right away like if, if you like if, if imagine if 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 Watson threw that interception and we managed to tackle them, there's a good chance yeah. they're only getting three out of that. Same thing with TJ Watt. Good chance they're only getting three out of that fumble recovery. Instead, they score, which I'm not I'm not blaming Watson for the fumble. There's nothing he could do about that. That was Jedrick Wills' fault 100%. The interception, kind of 50-50, be a little more fucking accurate. Um, but the overall, you just you can't turn the ball over four times, get it back once or twice technically because we did recover the fumble. So you can't lose the turnover battle four to two and then expect to win a game when the the two extra turnovers they got were 14 points. It's just unacceptable. You're never going to win. Such a huge swing. I saw somebody say that they should have, they should have cut Harrison in the first quarter, signed him at halftime and cut him again in the third quarter because that's how much you hated him because he did not have a good game, but whatever. Um, Um, Wait, oh, oh, Harrison Bryant. Yeah, yeah. They they said they should have cut him in the first quarter, signed him in halftime to give him confidence and cut him again because – that's how much we hated in that game. <laughs> yeah. Because that wasn't we the only play. Partial, we have a partial right? picker, Julie. He did miss a kick on, on Monday, and I won't let him live that down because I loved Cade York. So Hopkins better be 100% for the rest of the year. What were we saying, Kyle? I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, because uh, that wasn't the only mistake he made that first play. There were a couple of plays where the ball went to him. He couldn't catch it. He couldn't bring it down. He couldn't do He He, he just had he didn't want to catch the ball. <laughs> he didn't want to do anything with it, you know? Um, I don't know why yeah. we don't throw it in Joku more often. Like, the dude's he's caught he caught I mean, the ball he had that, uh, we had a penalty and we ended up being i think it was like a first and 17 or something like that yeah and a little screenplay dump off to njoku and he got like I, th- I think it was in the fourth quarter and he got like yeah. 20 yards out of it or something like yeah. that that was a huge chunk play why are we and, not throwing the ball more to him like i don't understand why his catches are always like three four or five like i don't get it like get him the ball more I, and even then i don't understand why they're not utilizing him at all i mean he's got what like three catches on the year if that he only has a handful of catches we're in week three He's a dude who has a big contract. You expect a tight end to get utilized. Like I'm talking eight, 10 fucking catches a game. Why isn't yeah. he getting the ball? Um, and he's a, he's a big know, dude. Is, it him? is he not getting open? I got to pay, kind of pay attention more. Uh, I guess we should, but I, 
he's a big dude. He can catch. I know he's had his catching woes in the past, but lately, I think last year, he was catching the ball. Once he gets the ball, he knows what to do. He protects the ball well. He runs the field well. I don't know why we're not given an opportunity to make plays, right? And like you said, yeah. he has a contract. We paid this guy last year to stick around with us. And for what? For what reason? So we could throw it and to the other like tight end? amazing shape. It's not like he's like some schlub. Like the dude's built like a wide receiver. How are you not getting open and beating these linebackers and safeties? I don't get it. Yeah. Um, my last thoughts on this game before we talk about the man, the myth, the legend um, is fuck you, Pittsburgh. Your team sucks ass. Let's be honest. Your offense is abysmal. Uh, your defense really isn't that good either. Deshaun Watson beat him. Deshaun Watson and the Browns offense beat the Browns. The Steelers yes. didn't do shit to win that game. I don't look at that as like, and I, I give the, I give the Steelers zero credit on that win. Jedrick Wills was a lazy slob on that play that resulted in the, in the, in the strip. Uh, the one fumble from Watson shouldn't have counted. Missed penalties all over the place. You guys had the refs on your side. Uh, Harrison Bryant can't catch a cold. Um, that resulted in a touchdown. Steelers didn't do shit. Your team sucks. Your offense is fucking abysmal. Kenny Pickett's got tiny little baby hands. He's inaccurate as fuck, just like I told everybody. I love watching this. Uh, this is the year you guys do not go 500 or better with, with Mike Tomlin. I hope you fire him because he's the best head coach you guys have had in a long fucking time. And you guys need to work on the rest of your staff, not the head coach. But I hope you fire him and you got you get some fucking dweeb, uh, no-name intern, fucking uh, offensive coordinator from some other team. And he comes in and can't do shit with Pickett either because Pickett's just a fucking bum. So they should just eat a they bag of dicks, promote, Pittsburgh. Promote Canada, pr- promote Canada head coach. Let's just, just go all in with that. I would love that. <laughs> Mid-game, they're chanting fire Canada, which is funny because if if the Browns would have done that in the middle of a Steelers Browns game, if we were chanting to fire one of our coordinators, that would have been a running joke for those fucking yins or idiots. They'd be like, yeah. Oh, we're making them want to fire guys at halftime as they make out with their sister or whatever. Cause they're fucking disgusting inbreds, but fuck you, Pittsburgh, eat a dick. And that Moving ends our on. thoughts in that game. Fuck off. <laughs> you're going to hear more about that when we play you guys in the, whenever I don't even know when the fuck we play them end of the year. It's like the second and second. Yeah. It's like a and second game to end of the season. So much. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, uh, let's get the tissues out. Let's play some music here. Let's um do we have the in memorial of Nick Chubb ready to go here? Let's uh let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we kind of need it. November 19th we play him again. Thank you, Adam. Okay. Right. Um Yeah, the, honestly like I said, that was the worst injury I've seen to a Cleveland athlete in my lifetime that I can think of. Uh and Crazy. I watch Browns, Indians, Gar- uh, Cavs, Guardians, whatever you want to call them. I've seen some wicked injuries. Um, this one was the worst one I've ever seen. Like truthfully, like as soon as that happened, that wasn't like a, oh fuck, there he goes for the year. This was, that's probably the last time I'm ever going to see Nick Chubb play a Browns game. And that's the sad part about it. It could potentially also be the last time we see Nick Chubb play football. Right. I mean, let's be honest. That's what I'm saying. Like, God forbid, I hope the guy can just fucking walk. That, that is also the the same same knee. Yep. He got reconstructed at Georgia, the same knee. Um, that um, he got like multiple ligament injuries and then they fixed it. He came back from that. I know he's a freak of nature. He's leg pressing or bench, whatever, squatting 600 pounds. I get it, right? But your leg's not meant to bend like that and especially not bend that no. much. And I guess he, reports he are saying tore, today that, go ahead. He, yeah, he tore everything, ACL, MCL, PCL, BLT, TLC, TRL. He fucking tore anything with an L in it. It is gone from his fucking knee. <laughs> Tim's Tim swung off the chair over here. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, they're saying that he could potentially need multiple surgeries on that knee, like the first surgery going in to fix the attendance, and then they got to see how it heals. They might have to go back in yeah. and redo it, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, and, like, they said they're going to have to wait a couple of weeks because obviously, like, 
for an ACL type surgery, they usually have to wait till like swelling goes down and shit before they can operate. Yeah. So they, they already said it's probably going to be a week or so till they go in and, and perform the surgery. And then after that, in a few months, they might have to perform another surgery, which yeah. I mean, that, that we're talking more likely again. I'm, I'm, I, I know wishful thinking would be that he'd even come back to ever play, but there's almost no chance he'll be playing in 2024. No, there's, I don't, I think the last one they've seen of Chubb in a Browns uniform. He does play ever. I wish him the best. The, the, the Browns are not going to invest in him. Um, I hate saying that because this really does bring up the conversation of how much is a running back worth to you, right? Um, the Browns are not going to reinvest in Nick, Nick Chubb, right? They, just, they can see the yeah. writing in the wall. He's done after, I think next year is his last contract, right? Next year was the last contract with us, his end of his uh, contract. I have to double check, but I feel like, uh, unfortunately, this is going to end. Fans are going to be mad because they don't understand, but it's going to end with an injury settlement. Uh, they'll pay yeah. him to basically to retire. Yeah, um, It's sad. I hate that that's how it's going to end. Uh, we were talking with our friends during the game on Monday night, and our friend Greg, friend of show, he, he's the one who said, you know, it sucks, but running backs are a dime a dozen. They're replaceable, whatever, which is, is true. However, there are a handful of running backs that are huge and important and yeah. next level. And Nick Chubb is one of those guys that he, he, when you look at the Browns offense, the first player you think of, if you're a defensive coordinator, the first person you're coming up with a game plan for, your main focal point is Nick Chubb. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Browns fan. The dude is literally arguably the best running back in football. Yeah. He's up there with Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry when he was in his prime, um, you know, Saquon Barkley when he had his great year. Um, like there's there's only a handful of guys that are, are game-changing running backs. And Nick Chubb was clearly near the top. And it's a fucking shame that that's how it ended. Uh, dirty? You think it was a dirty hit? That's I, I was, that was gonna, that was going to be my question to you next. Let's talk about the hit. Because, yeah, I mean, you go back and you watch it. I've watched the play a couple times now. There was no head wasn't lifted. Nothing was even like trying to wrap around. And I get you don't go high and chub, right? You go high and chub, you get trucked. I understand that, right? You want to go low. But you don't <clears throat> throw your shoulder into his knee. Like you went right for the knee. There was no trying well, to go for the thigh. There was no going for the midsection. If you were trying to just blow, throw your body at him, you throw your body at him, right? But you don't go low like that. And yeah, I honestly think that maybe it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to go and do this on purpose, but you threw your body in to hurt him. Your goal was to hurt him, I think, but it, maybe it wasn't to blow his knee out, but you were definitely going in there to try to hurt him. And it looks just, yeah, it, to me it is. And he'll never admit to it. And, of course, now well, just... I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick it, has been known to make dirty plays. Uh, mm -hmm. That's not the first time he's he's targeted somebody yeah. and, like, headhunted, if you want to, if you will. Um but yeah, the way that hit was like, there are a lot of ex NFL guys that came out and they're saying basically like, that's, that's a bullshit hit. You don't, you don't do that. When you see a guy engaged like that, you don't go for their fucking knees. You can go for their hips. You go for the, if you want to hit him up high, that's fine. Cause he already had a dude on him, but you don't go for the knee when the guy's basically defenseless. If he's running full speed and you go for the legs like that, totally understandable. That's a normal football hit. When he's engaged and his leg is locked like that, you fucking smash into it. That's yeah. just a dirty play. Yeah. Um, it's and, and there, but that's what I'm saying. Like there was no sign of him coming in with his arms out, like trying to like wrap his whatever. arms were tucked. He was, it a was fucking just, torpedo. You you kamikaze yourself into that knee, and that's and that's forever gonna be the image right now. But it is what it is. You know, nothing you can do against it, but yeah, absolutely fucking dirty. I hope next game someone takes his fucking head off. And he's over there laying on the ground because he wasn't he the one that's laying on the ground too, like his head hurt or some shit like that. Cause he, yeah, he got, he had, he got a chest a injury. He, he came back in and played a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. And then he left, yeah. he was ruled for the game with a chest injury. Um, yeah. but either way, yeah, I, I mean, 
I think it was dirty. And it what's fucked up is like, I don't want to, again, this is all alleged. I don't want to accuse anybody of anything. But every time you talk about the Browns to Mike Tomlin, his number one thing he says is, you know, when you talk about the Cleveland Browns offense, the main thing is is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's yep. the, you know, this and that. And then all of a sudden, they got a dude that's fucking taken out his knee, career-ending injury probably. And to me, that's like, fuck you. That, that like makes me think of Bounty Gate. It really does. That like yeah. Mike Tomlin told his defense, like, take Nick Chubb out of the fucking game at all costs. And he was laying him up until that hard. point. He already had 60 uh, yards. Easily the best running back I'll ever see in my lifetime, I think, for the Cleveland Browns. Um, done. I mean, more than likely, that's it. Yeah, it's... I think it was dirty. I agree, Julie. He, he went in there at the knee, specifically. Yeah. He, what, what happens when you go at somebody's knee in the NFL? 99% chance you're going to fucking blow their knee out. I mean, that's just it. Yeah. Yep, and no, and, um, and you know what? I, I wonder if Chubb. I would love to give Chubb's thoughts on this, but Chubb's never going to say anything. Chubb's one of those players, just like you move on with life. But I'm wondering if he'll come out eventually and say, "Yeah, I feel like that was kind of blatant." You know, it was kind of uh, um, trying like to you, you devote your uh, what's in your underwear to a Chubb too. Um, no, I do feel bad, Mike's. I mean, Mike's got his jersey on the wall. All those cards are Mike on the wall are all Nick Chubb. So I no, mean, dude, hey, yeah, honestly. I love Nick Chubb so much that I respected him by never buying Nick Chubb items. I have one autograph from him that I got in person, um, but I did. I never bought his jersey. I wouldn't buy anything related to him because I like him and Miles Garrett so much. I don't want to risk ruining them with my my jersey curses. So, so do you buy one I, now? No, I mean, now I can't. He's, he's going to be. It's like my Joe Thomas I wore last week. He's now a retired player, basically. So. I can start wearing it. That's exactly why. What happened is that they couldn't do anything to Joe Thomas, so they said, "Let's go to the next best Brown." Boom, Nick Which is Chubb. Bullshit. That that's like Final <laughs> Destination. You can't jump hey, the order. Make, make the rules, man. You just happen to play in the gray I follow, area. With I follow the rules to a T. Um, but now, man, unfortunate. Honestly, the worst injury I've seen. Uh, just gut wrenching. I, I truly like. I I couldn't really wrap my head around what I was upset at on on Monday. Uh, after the game ended, I was pissed off that we lost. Obviously. I wanted yeah. to fucking go crazy and like be mad about that. But then I just kept thinking like Nick Chubb's done. Like I'm that, that dude's never playing again for the Browns. I was fucking, I was devastated, man. It's, and it sucks. And you know what? I was really, I'm really happy to see it, it took a while, but I was, one thing I was happy to see is the fact that like Greg said, running backs, you can replace them. Right. I was glad to see Ford get going. Right. I was a little nervous because Ford looked he really good. He fumbled in the first game. He looked a little spotty at best when he came in right after Chubb got hurt, but then he started getting a groove. He started getting going. He started pounding that ball up the middle, getting some extra yards. Not like Chubb, but he was still getting getting himself out there. But that one play he made where he broke around the, the right end, he circled back around and came back. Scored. He deserved that touchdown so much. I, I felt so bad that he fell. like, what's his face last year? He was year? too tired to come back on the field, so they gave yeah. him a strong, but it should have went to four. But he caught a touchdown earlier, so he's good. But you know what? I think he's going to get more confident each week that goes on. I'm glad that I think the report came out today that even though we signed Hunt, Hunt's going to be the backup. It's going to be a yeah. tandem between him and Ford. Um, I'm glad I Ford's going to, it's going to be like a 70-30 split. I think it's you're going yeah. to see Chubb. Or, see, I don't know if Ford is meant for the tight situations, the one-yard pound kind of plays. I think that's when you'll see Kareem Hunt. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I trust what they're going to do. I, the only yeah. thing I can say about this injury, it's a shame. I'm going to miss Nick Chubb. Uh, that's why we named this episode the Chubb, because it's our way to pay a little homage to him, because I, I loved him as a player. And as a person, he seemed like a really great dude. Um I'm, I'm devastated by it, truthfully. Um, but the only thing I can hope for is that he was such a good teammate. It seems like this gutted everybody on the roster. And I hope that they dedicate the rest of the season to Nick Chubb. And this puts a little fire under everything. Uh, I wouldn't hate Dearness Johnson. Obviously, it's not going to happen now. He is the backup in uh, 
Fuck, I just looked it up the other day too. I forgot. He's in Jacksonville. Uh, I think he got a touchdown too over the weekend. So they used him too much. He's we're we're never going to get to Johnson. He's back in a PTN. He's behind yeah. ETN right now. Okay, All right. I didn't. I didn't see that signing. I guess I missed that. But uh... yeah, Dearness Johnson's been with the Jags, so he's not going anywhere, unfortunately. Uh, but Kareem Hunt, I, I think it's a good signing. We we brought him back today, like Kyle said, one year up to four million dollars, filled with incentives. Um, I they haven't come out yet, but I know that's what that means when it says up to four million. So oh, yeah. uh, we'll roll with it. This is for all those Browns fans out there that bitched and moaned about not giving enough handoffs to Chubb. I mean, it's it's ironic. There were people on on Monday night that in the first quarter, their Facebook posts are fire Stefanski. He he doesn't give the ball to Chubb enough. One guy, my friend Brian, I commented on his post and I said, dude. The end of the first quarter, I said, Nick Chubb has like eight carries for 60 yards in one quarter. How fucking much more do you want to use the guy? And then about 10 minutes later, he blows his knee out and we'll never run again. Yeah. Uh, so I guess now we found we out the limit. Pop. Yeah. yeah, now you know <laughs> Now you know how much you can use Nick Chubb. Um, You're one knee hit away from never worrying about it again. There you go. Yeah, unfortunately, but you know, <laughs> the it's week two. We got 15 games left. Let's go. Uh, my my trouble with Hunt, that I was a little worried about before I before this signing happened. I was telling people is he's had trouble staying healthy. That's been his thing for the yeah. last few years. He he's good, but he can't stay healthy. So we he's need him. we're relying on him more than ever this year. So he's, a, he's, a, really he's our him. backup. <laughs> I, I'm all I'm all for it. She deserved it. I'll, I I defend Kareem Hunt in that. Um, <laughs> so to be honest though, I, before we we I knew we were going to bring Hunt back, but I was I was actually okay with. Uh, um, them potentially going after Cam Akers. I know they were in the running. They they reached out to the Rams about Akers. I know it, he got traded today over to Minnesota. Um, but I would have been okay with Akers. He's a little, he's a little less miles on his legs, I think, than uh, Kareem Hunt has. Um, I think he's a little quicker, too, or different kind of back that Kareem Hunt is. But I was okay with either one of them. Um, the other one I heard we were in on, too, was... Um, what's his face out of... Played for Tampa Bay, Fournette? Was it? Yeah, Leonard Fournette. Fournette. Uh, they were... They, yep. Yeah, reached out about Fournette too, which is eh, I was not too high in that one, but so I'm okay with Hunt. Leonard Fournette I'm and Kareem Hunt are kind of kind of the same player. The only thing great for us is that Kareem Hunt was here last year. He was here for the last four years, whatever. Yeah. He, excuse me, he knows this offense. He's a guy that literally is going. He's probably going to play a bunch on Sunday because he's coming into a very familiar team. Um, yeah. If we would have traded for uh, Leonard for or, or signed Leonard Fournette, or even traded for Acres is these guys have to come in, learn the playbook. It takes a while. Um, so I'm okay with, with Hans 100% because we need somebody that can plug in and play immediately. And right. uh, to Adam's point there with Akers, yeah, Cam Akers had an Achilles injury a few years ago. He's been in the doghouse in, in LA for the last couple of years. So it kind of makes me think that he uh, is a troublemaker in the locker room, and I'm glad we don't have him. I, I was intrigued by the thought of Cam Akers, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, this dude is consistently underperformed. They hate him in L.A. for whatever reason. I don't want to know why, so fuck it. I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, I would actually my, – my top two list was Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette. That was my top two because Leonard Fournette is a very good pass catching back. Uh, still had a pretty decent year last year with Tampa. So if we had to get one of the two, I'm, I'm okay with either one. Yeah. Uh, Julie, long note. I was surprised. You know. uh, she said, as a friend noted, what you thought they could do just – we thought they could just go after Batman and the rest of Justice League wouldn't be coming. Welcome back. Absolutely. I mean, Nick Chubb's down. Next man up. Kareem Hunt and him are probably really good friends, I'm sure, from from their years of playing together. So let's go. And I think he will be giving it his all because he understands now that uh, at his age, he, he held out last year. For those of you that don't remember, 
while he was in camp for the Browns, wanted a new contract. The Browns said no. They let him walk as a free agent. He never got another job. He wasn't with anybody in training camp, wasn't with anybody until today when he signed with the Browns. So I think he has to give it his all because he knows this is his literal last chance. If he doesn't have a great productive year this year, he might not get a contract next year anywhere. So that's a lot on a guy's conscience. He, he knows that's his lung, his 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 livelihood is at stake. I'm curious as to why he didn't sign with the Saints. Like, what happened that fell apart there? Like, I thought that was like a signed, sealed deliver. Like, I thought when we talked about it, like, oh, he's he's ready to sign a contract. He's going to play for the Saints, and then it didn't happen. I wonder what made was it his side that pulled away? Or was it um, them that pulled away? So my guess, if I had to guess, is strictly speculation is that he doesn't want to play second fiddle um, where a situation where you're not like in, in Cleveland, I think the split could be like 70, 30, maybe 60, 40 with him and Jerome Ford uh, in Indianapolis or in New Orleans. When Alvin Kamara comes back from his four game suspension and when Jonathan Taylor comes back from his four games on the IR, those guys are the workhorse. Those guys yeah. get the ball 90% of the game. I think Nobody Kareem Hunt knew that. <laughs> and then that too. Um, I would have been calling the coach wondering what they want for, for, uh, for Taylor anyways, but we probably don't have enough draft capital to give him for that for, we give up. So no, the thing with the Browns, I had to tell my buddy this cause my buddy was all in on, uh, trying to get Taylor. And he's like, we have the cap space. The Browns have like the second most cap space in the league. We're not spending that money. That money is there to get rolled over. I don't know how much you guys know about the cap, but the way the NFL uh, salary cap works is whatever you have in cap space this year that you don't spend it rolls over into next year. So hypothetically, I don't even know what it is, but we'll just say, we'll say that salary cap is going to move up to $300 million next year. So it's going to jump up to 300 million. And then the Browns are rolling over 40 million. So the Browns cap is going to be 340. And you have all these mega contracts. You need yeah. that rollover. So it's the same thing with the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners technically have the most cap space in the NFL. They are a loaded team. Good chance they win the Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl at least and and they're going to do um, the they're going to do the LA Rams they're rolling over 50 million dollars because they know they've got to pay Bosa they've got to pay all their great defensive players Fred Warner uh fuck I mean the list is endless their offensive players are fantastic so it's a it's a strategy that GMG is looking years and years ahead you've got to roll that money over um it's going to be no less than 30 yeah, yeah, the, yeah well, they're going to have to if he keeps winning they're going to have to pay that guy more than fucking Burrow got so they better be saving that money because <laughs> uh, he was the Mr. Irrelevant. He doesn't have a five-year rookie contract like a first-round pick. He is strictly, I think, I don't even know how long a four uh, seventh-round contracts are. Is it four years? I'd have to look it up. I think. Well, um, I think it's four years, and I think it's it's close to minimum, like league minimum, what he's getting right now. Yeah, I've actually read things that say that, like, if you're taken late in like the seventh round or even the sixth round, you're almost better off being undrafted. I've I've read that from agents that say like, because then at least you can kind of pick your own. Uh, like you could pick your team, you can pick your money, like your signing bonuses, shit like that. Whereas if you're a late round pick, you you have no control. They just make you an if offer, he, and you're he leads that team into playoff scenario this year, or even let's say the Super Bowl, like we think he's going to. You know, he's his agents asking for a new contract at the end of next of, of this year. Like we need to renegotiate. And, and rightfully so. You you lock that up now to secure to invest in your future. So I think the Niners would do that again. I think that's why they're rolling all that money over. They know they're going to have to pay their quarterback more than likely. So it's smart. That's how, that's how GMs are. And yeah, Adam, to your point, uh, the Colts asked for Jalen Waddle and the Dolphins were like, yeah, he's not available. So, I mean, imagine what they would have asked for the Browns. There's no chance. And on top of it, he's hurt for what it's worth. Do I think it's real? No. Do I think he's kind of being a pussy? 
yes, but he missed most of last year with an injury, came into this year hurt, uh, seems like a bit of a troublemaker. He wants that huge contract. I'm good with not having Jonathan Taylor personally. Yeah, have a squirrel moment. I love the fact that the air works here. <laughs> Dude. However, let's have, so about, let's have a conversation about the cleanliness of these vents, though, but let's, <laughs> let's, not, let's not get started on this. That's, that's yeah, if only, if only an HVAC company Crazy. sponsored Redline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that could only. come clean a fucking HVAC vent. Do I need to um, read that again? That's, no, I have a stroke. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that right now. <laughs> uh, speaking of Redline Radio, Monday nights, empty as fuck, but that's because you need a full day to charge up for Timbuk Tuesdays, 6 to 8, Redline Radio, Studio One. I'm doing this without looking at the board, so hopefully I don't forget anything. Uh, 6 to 8 on RedlineRadioLLC.com exclusively. You've got Gary Warner spinning the tunes. Check that out. Uh, you've got uh, Broad Street South also on Tuesday nights. Wednesdays, of course, you've got your boys at Talking About Balls from 7 to 9. I'll never forget that show. On Thursdays, for the culture, you've got that guy, Dub, from 3 to 4. And then you've got Lex Vegas from 6 to 7. From 7 to 8. Today. We're actually doing a live remote tomorrow from uh from Quicker Lake. Oh, uh, what? What is oh, a right, live right. remote? Doing the one from... Yeah, no, we don't get those anymore. By the way, uh, you know, we had some issues on Friday, Tim, from the uh, that that shop. I forgot the name of the Puffin stuff. Puffin roll? Yeah, Puffin, Puffin roll. roll. Yeah. Puffin stuff. Eight. HR puffing stuff. That was a good show. That was, yeah, that was a that was a, a user error. Um, I, I wasn't. Oh, was the, okay. I, I think I know what H, you're talking about. He puffing stuff. It's a great book. Is it a book? I have no idea, dude. I'm just making it up. It's Probably a, it like a show. If you look it up, it was trippy as fuck. It was this big like yellow thing. I don't even know what the fuck it was, but Google it. It was trippy. Imagine like dropping acid in the '70s because I think that's when it's from. And seeing that, dude, you'd have fucking nightmares, but in the coolest way possible. Now I have um, to look it up while you're talking here because I'm curious. Yeah, definitely look it up. And then also on Thursdays, you've got our favorite show, at least mine, exclusively RedlineRadioLLC.com. Another one. You've got – does the button work, Tim? I'll take there it. There it is. I'll take it. You guys know what I'm talking about. Check that out on Thursdays. Speaking of that great man, Friday nights, you've also got – Check that out. Oh, I skipped Broad Street South on Thursdays, didn't I? I skipped one. We forgot to get the uh, a bullshit thing in to get the. Uh, we got we got to work on our sound bits here because we got some funny ones we could put in place of that. If I didn't get sick, I wanted to come up with some sounds, but I I, I didn't do anything, dude. I fucking I watched so much TV. It's gonna be disgusting. Wait till you hear my just the tip this week. Um, and then on uh, Saturdays in the morning, you've got unscripted with sometimes Dave, sometimes Adam, sometimes Chipper. You never know who's gonna be there. Uh, that's why it's unscripted. Ten to twelve from now studio one because everything's got to be at studio one uh dave did tell me today that the desk is expected to be ready for us by next week's episode i want that on record we are holding dave to it he told what me was that, that today what was that sound bet, bet i said i wanted oh bullshit <laughs> he said that to me at the dinner um no but dave did message me today uh and said that speaking of dinners the guys from uh steel city running lights they were busting our balls and we still owe them food I told him I would deliver them some food with a side of COVID on Sunday if they wanted it. Um, but Saturday <laughs> in the evening, you've also got TMI from 5 to 8. They're rolling three fucking hours deep. I love it. And then right after that, from 8.30 to 9.30, you've got Comedy and Cocktails with Jen Jen. On Sunday morning, you've got Steel City running late from 10 to 12 with usually Chipper. Uh, and then 
whoever knows who knows who else is going to be there. Dave was, was out of town. It was kind of a weird episode to watch him and uh, the other guy uh, go back and forth a little bit. It's uh, it's it's kind of an awkward show. It's like two guys lost in the woods. Bad. I, I watched the... it. I think they had oh, a good really? chemistry together. Those two. Did, uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's cute. cute. That's cute. Uh, yeah, Lee did almost slip up. Everybody calls it running late too. That's such a good name. I was I'm, I'm giving myself a pat on the back for that one. That was funny as fuck when I thought of that. Uh, Sunday night, so you've got Loud and Local from 7.30 to 9.30 with Jeff, who just had Crystal Palooza over the weekend. He ch- chimed in earlier with Lisa. Shout out to Jeff with Loud and Local. And that's what you can find at Redline Radio. Did I nail all those? You did. Was that from memory, or did you actually pull it up? Swear to God, memory. I'm staring at my computer. I got nothing uh, in front I'm of impressed. me. I'm impressed. Way to go. Fuck yeah, dude. I, I look at the goddamn thing. HR, HR Puff and stuff looks fucking creepy as shit. I just pulled it up. If you get a chance, like if there's YouTube, I remember watching it when I was a kid. Uh, like my dad would play it or something. My dad was probably doing acid. And I just had no idea. Um, Which is, but, this, is this like the Barney before Barney type thing? Like this thing looks oh, creepy. This is way before Barney, dude. This is That's truly like 60s and 70s, if I'm not mistaken. No, I know, like, but I'm saying, but like, it's like a full like outfit like that. It looks like uh, the early versions of Barney. Like he's walking around in a oh, tree yeah. house right now. I don't know if it was for kids, though. I think it might have been like, an, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember it. It's been HR 25 years. Stuff, the magic path. Yeah, it sounds like a beginning of a porno. It was a hippie show, dude. It was back when people were smoking fucking hash and they're just doing whatever, listening to the doors and shit. Um, no, it's cool. Check it out. Go on YouTube and watch an episode if you get a chance. It's trippy shit. Creepy, um, creepy. Well, really quick, we got to get moving here. <laughs> um, wow, wow. We really got into it. Just be bullshitting back and forth. Yeah, we did. You want me to run down the week, week two recap real quick? Give your voice a rest. Or I, I got everything pulled up here. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Yeah, I don't have the scores. I just got the victory. I don't care if you care about the scores or not, but we'll go. We'll go through. Um, I got, got it. As long as you, you still see me now, right? I changed my. Yeah, look. I can see you. Okay, cool. Yeah, we so got we'll uh, go through really quick. Sir. Yeah, we got Eagles Vikings a Thursday night game. Eagles over the Vikings. Close game. Um, it was kind of what we expected, though. We knew the Eagles were going to win, but it wasn't wasn't pretty for either side. <laughs> You know, I, I just, I don't, I get 300. I, I, I knew Cousins was going to have a interesting game. I bet the under, I did not think that he'd have a 350 yard game like he did or whatever that he came out with. Um, but I, I lost all my bets that game. So it was, it was quite, quite interesting, but definitely what was he at? Three touchdowns, 350 yards. I believe that game or three sixty four and four touchdowns. Yeah. It's crazy to me and still lost the game and still lost the game. Also, though, it wasn't as close as the score predicts or the score uh, depicts. They scored a late touchdown and brought the lead within one score, but it really wasn't ever that close. Um, the Eagles pulled away pretty well in the second half, and that was kind of yeah. it. Um, you got yeah, the Ravens. You got the Ravens over the Bengals. I do have the scores now 27 24. Um, Bengals, who are they? Do they have an identity this year? I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, Joe Burrow is definitely hurt, and I would not be surprised if he does not play uh, for a while. It looks like he re-aggravated that calf injury. He clearly hasn't been himself. Uh, yeah, at the end of the game on, on Sunday, he was on the sideline like look, grimacing. He looked in pain, and there's a lot of people that think he's not going to be playing, especially this week, maybe longer. Odell Beckham got hurt again, it looks like. He uh, tweaked an ankle injury. Who we, we called week two for him being hurt, right? So, uh, and I mean, the I don't sun know rose be- this morning if we're talking about things that happen <laughs> regularly. Uh, but hey, Bengals zero and two, Ravens two and zero. Kind of not how we saw those those two records starting for either one of those teams, but is what it is. A surprising um, victory this week. Seahawks, who looked really shitty in week one, came out week two and beat the upstart Lions. I guess we'll call them thirty seven thirty one overtime. 
in overtime, that was a game. I mean, Geno Smith looked like the Geno Smith. I was watching that. That was a really good game. That's the cool thing about the Browns playing on Monday night is I could just watch whatever the fuck I wanted on Sunday. I had had red zone going. I had red zone going. I had it flipping back and forth between actual games. It was kind of nice to kind of get the whole intake of the the NFL uh, uh, Sunday there. Uh, Colts over Texans. Anthony Richardson, are you backtracking what you think of him? Or is he still a bad quarterback in your opinion? He's a shitty quarterback. All he does is run. That does not work in the NFL. Guys who run consistently get injured, and they don't win football games. Look at Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has an MVP. What has that gotten the Ravens? Jack shit. It's gotten Lamar Jackson a lot of injuries. That's about it. Richardson already got concussed week two. He doesn't know how to go down. He takes these huge hits. Uh, he's already not a good pocket quarterback, so now he's already got one concussion on the, on the list. And uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm doubling down on how much of a bust I think he'll be. Uh, CJ made some strides. Um, he looked like he was starting to get a rhythm there. Him and uh, Collins are he seems to be his favorite wide receiver to throw to. Um, but uh, he looked okay. I mean, he's obviously in a bad football team, but he looked like he's kind of piecing it together a little bit. Um, I don't know what yeah, you thought about 400 that. yards, two touchdowns. He uh, right now they said he's on pace to be like a top rookie quarterback of all time, number wise. Yeah. Um, he's putting up crazy stats. He's already got like 600 something yards in his first two games. Right. Uh, good for him. I mean, the Houston yeah. Texans are complete dog shit around him. So, unfortunately, that's kind of what you got to do as an early draft pick. Look at Bryce Young. You got these young quarterbacks who are going to struggle. Uh, as long as you see a little progress out of them, uh, something to build from, that's good. So, Stroud and the, the Texans aren't going to win a lot of games this year. But if they build properly, they, they have a bright future. Yeah, progress. Going in the right direction for that team. Uh, don't look now, but the Baconeers are 2-0 and right now. They beat the Bears 27-17. <laughs> Uh, the big talk out of that game, and I saw, I guess, a report today, is that you know someone asked uh, Ju- um, Fields, like, why are you playing so robotic? Or and his response was coaching. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, What's going said, on? He goes, he goes, you know, I, when I'm out there, he's like, I, can't, I just want to play football. Like, I'm, I'm thinking too yeah. much. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And um, it, it kind of goes both ways. It's, it's a similar situation to Watson and the Browns right now, where I don't know who to blame yet. Um, the Bears' defense is pure trash. One of the worst. Their their roster is one of the worst rosters I've ever seen. I don't know if you saw the report that that is, that came out today with their defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. No, they came out. Uh, I think it was yesterday. They came out. Yeah, today it came out where like he. Um, are you talking about the interview with Fields that you're talking about? Sorry. No, no, no. They're the defensive coordinator for the Bears abruptly oh. today resigned. Oh, I did not see that. No, sorry, my bad. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. And I don't believe there. There's fake stories going around that say like there was an FBI raid and this and that, but everyone's saying that he did not. Uh, yeah, Bo, uh, why don't you take, take a typing class there, pick it with your small hands. Uh, I don't know what Trasb is. Um, but anyway, um, no, he resigned today and there's like, people were trying to make a report that said, uh, that he, what, what is it that he, the FBI raided him, this and that, but then they came out and they said, there was no FBI involvement. It's quote unquote, they're citing health issues. He's taken a step back from the team, but there's, they're trash. That roster is garbage. Oh. I mean, they traded a second round. They're beyond trash. Um, <laughs> they traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool last year. Uh, this year they had the number one pick. Not that they should have taken Bryce Young, but they um, they didn't they didn't need a quarterback, I don't think. But they just didn't really build a good team around him. Yeah. And overall, the roster for the Bears is shit. And funny thing about Baker there for that game, uh, analytic people broke that game down and they showed that the Buccaneers technically, or like based on their their stats and figures should have won the game by more. That's how bad the bears are. Like yeah. they were, they left a lot of points on the field. So 
the Bears are a shit team. I don't know. Obviously, Justin Fields isn't making a good case for himself as not to be the blame, but he's also in a tough spot. So it's really hard to tell. They have a bad offensive line. They don't have very good weapons. Their defense is ass. It's one of those. It's a tough spot. I think just I overall, they're feel really bad. bad because so. I do like Justin Fields a lot. I just oh, feel I bad. He's sure. he's trying his best, but he's having to run the ball more than anything, you know. And that's just you know that's he is a runner, but he's also a good quarterback. He, he well decent quarterback. Let's give him an opportunity to win some games. Um, but yeah, it's good. That's I don't think it's gonna get better for the Bears. Um, in an yeah. interesting game where I think they're gonna be playing each other again in the playoffs. Chiefs over Jaguars, seventeen nine. Um, ugly. it was back and forth. It was an ugly game. It was back and forth. But yeah, that wasn't the prettiest game at all. Um, was it yeah, uh, did, uh, kind of known for these high powered offenses and not having yeah. great defenses, right? And it turned into a fucking defensive showdown, so that was an interesting one. Uh, I, there were I, a lot I, of I, people that were like, Oh, god, I was say, I will give credit to the uh, the announce team, uh, they were waiting on some very nice uh, Kelsey touchdowns to throw out some uh, Taylor Swift references. Did you pick up on that? Did yeah, you hear I that? got one. <laughs> I had a uh, yeah, I had I had a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown bet, so I'm glad that hit, but. There was yeah. another, uh, a lot of people that I follow that are betters, they were like, this game, take the over, like we expect this to be over like 45 points, whatever, yeah. and it wasn't even fucking close. Couldn't, so yeah, I lost that battle. Uh, uh, but yeah, good game. I like these, sometimes these little defensive, tough, grinded out wins, they're, they're fun. Yeah, I think they'll. I mean, I I think the Jaguars are still going to be a good team. Uh, they'll probably play each other down the road, potentially, maybe in playoffs. Who knows? Uh, Falcons over the Packers, interesting game. Their defense, um, late comeback by the Falcons. I did not see that happening. I thought the uh, I thought for sure that the they would just go away. Packers would take the win, take the win. Um, but their their defense, the Falcons defense, okay. I mean they're 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 good on paper. Uh, beyond Robinson though, Jesus man, did you watch some of the replays of his runs he had that game? That kid is is, is good. Running back, he's, he's yeah, he's damn good. Uh, shame they have Desmond Ritter at quarterback because I think he stinks. Um, yeah. but John Robinson's a great great running back. Um. That's why, like, I, I it didn't make sense to me when Detroit traded out and let Bijan Robinson get taken, and then they took Jameer Gibbs. I didn't understand that. Uh, I think Gibbs is a good running back, but I think Bijan Robinson was the no-brainer number one running back in this draft class. Yeah. I, I'm still shocked that they passed on him. Him on There's that team a- that's basically on on the cusp of being a playoff yeah. uh, worthy team to not take the best running back at a position you really needed a running back, you just took yeah. the second best later. Don't get it. Yeah, he's he's gonna have a monster year. I mean, they slowed that his one rundown in slow motion, like how he like cut and moved and everyone. It's like not saying he's Barry Sanders, but he has some of those cuts and moves like Barry Sanders kind of had back in the day, you know. Uh next game yeah, in the book Bills over the Raiders. This wasn't even a fun game to watch. I mean, the Bills just kind of dismantled the Raiders. Raiders stink. 38 10. That's yeah. crazy. Uh Titans over the Chargers. Chargers Titans 27, Chargers 24. Chargers Chargers are 0 2. Yeah. What's going on with that? I mean, they're not, they're not a, that's speaking of hot seats. You have a defensive minded coach in Joe Staley and you have a shitty defense that cannot win games with the chargers. And that is not going to end well. Uh, I mean, if they're like, they're Owen two already, if you, if you're Owen three, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Staley's the first head coach to get fired. I don't know when their bye week is, but it might be a, a bye week change. It might just it might be before that you're, you're yeah. in LA. You better start producing. They just paid Justin Herbert, all that fucking money. It's, the owner's going to be like, fuck you, get out of town. We got to figure something out ASAP. Agree. Uh, 49ers over Rams 30-23. We kind of saw that happening, but Rams played well. I mean, I play better than I thought Rams, they would. Rams are a gritty team. I mean, that that speaks volumes to Sean McVay as a head coach. That dude just gets yeah. his guys ready every week. 
comes out there and puts it back forward. Uh, comeback win for the Giants, 31-28. I did not see. They were down early. I mean, the Cardinals came out swinging early in that game. They were down like 21 nothing at one point to where there were, I heard that the Giants were one of the most picked teams in the survivor pool and in like in survivor pools all over. And people were sweating their fucking balls off yeah. towards the end of that one. That was a nerve wracking one. It still speaks to the fact that we thought the Cardinals for sure were going to come out and just give up on the season. But this is the second game in the row where they've they've fought. I mean, they've played OK. You know, we'll, we'll see how much that 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 heart and soul is is there on Sunday. We'll get to that with picks, but I don't know yeah. if you know who they play this week. I'd have to go back and look. I forget who. Oh, do they play? At, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, they have, well, the game's over. Yeah, um, take the Cowboys if you have a survivor pick. Um, Cowboys I over. Waste them on this one. Speaking of the uh, Cowboys, uh, Cowboys over the Jets. Uh, Jets need the quarterback. I mean, the Cowboys defense they were supposed to do. The Jets did not look all there. They couldn't really move all that defense. I mean, that defense just ate one. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson had three interceptions or something oh, like God. that. It was, it was a bad zero, zero interceptions for Dak Prescott, by the way. Is who they? Someone came out before the game and said, this defense is going to get some picks on him, blah, blah, blah. Dak played pretty well. That that offense moved the ball. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they they pretty much took the lead and, and never never looked back with it against the, the Jets. So that was the other good thing for Dak Prescott is he didn't need to throw the ball that much. They could kind of do whatever they wanted. Uh, week one against the Giants. The Giants are turning out to be, they look like a shitty team, if I'm being honest. Um, so yeah, kudos to Dak for not throwing a pick yet. I still think rinse and repeat with the Cowboys. I'm not, I'm not buying them yet. I still they think they're going to be a good regular heavy season the, team. Yeah. They're going to find a way to fuck it up. They always do. So I am not yet buying the Cowboys, but good win for them. Beat the fuck out this, of the Jets, and I'm happy to make fun of my Jet friends for it. Commanders come from back from behind to win this game. 35 to 33. I... Broncos, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. The Broncos look better this week than they did last week. They're getting better. Peyton's putting the offense together. But the commanders, man, Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator, gritty team. They're playing well. If I'm not I mean, mistaken, I think I read a stat that said that the Broncos are like the second highest scoring team in the NFL right now, and they're 0-2. So yeah. their defense just stinks. Yeah, uh, but that's something that you can't, you can't clean that up in one year. So if Sean yeah. Payton can get this offense on track and then worry about the defense next year, uh, the yeah. Broncos might be a team to kind of look at, look out for, but Russell Wilson isn't getting any younger. And but Russell Wilson is looking better so far, mind you. Two games looking better this year than he did last year. Like he's no doubt on, about it. I'm actually I have I have Russell I Wilson have in my backup quarterback. These two games. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? He said he has better stats in these these two games than he did last year. Absolutely, he did. I mean, he's 100 he last he's year. A night and day, a better quarterback already. I, and as I was saying. I have Russell Wilson as my backup in literally all three of my fantasy leagues. And in one of my leagues, I have Deshaun Watson as my starter. And I think I'm making a switch of quarterback in fantasy. Absolutely. Uh, Dolphins 24. Dolphins over the uh, Patriots 24-17. So the one thing I want to ask about this game, this is what blows my mind. Is this going to be the standard? You, I think you're going to talk about is the play where he blocked the kick and Belichick, the defender on motion, running from the side and jumped the, jumped the line and blocked the kick. Do you remember, do you remember that play? Did you see that? In the, like a real, yeah. So what do you think? Yeah. Is that something that's just going to start happening more often? Because that's a hell of a – I mean, I didn't – that's never been done. I've never seen it happen before. Um, no, all they'll do is the, uh, the, the offensive line for the kick, uh, the, the kick blocking team, they're going to – or protecting team, I should say. They're going to just spread, spread a man out a little further. I think that they just didn't notice that. Excuse me, they, they didn't notice the guy over there, so it kind of caught him off guard. But now the teams know to look for that. You just yeah. have your guy come off the line a little bit. So I mean, just uh, one, one of those things, things where it's like, like yeah, Belichick it, it, it's pulled cool it off for the first time. Yeah, yeah, it looked cool it beautifully. 
And then now teams are going to go, okay, let's look out for it. Special teams coaches are going to now have a play in place for somebody trying to do that. And you might see a guy, a couple guys try it again, but I mean, I don't even think they tried it a second time in that game. uh, Because I think Bill Belichick even knew like, okay, now they're looking for it. So we're not going to get away with it again. That's one of those uh, bag of tricks. You pull out for one and you put it back in the thing. So yeah, Um, it was awesome to see everyone talk about it. Now it's done. So now to the, the Saints 20s over the pa- uh, Panthers 2017. Uh, did you see the thing today where they talked about how they the Panthers cannot even run a quarterback sneak because um, he's too tiny of a quarterback to even make it work and they have to bring in Andy Dalton to even do those kind of sneak plays? Did you see that? I saw the thing on Twitter today about it. Uh, he's five foot nine, yeah, I mean, 100, 200, maybe 180 pounds, 190 pounds. He's too small to run a actual quarterback sneak because he. He just can't get through. Yeah, the imagine line. some 350 pound defensive lineman just crushing down on little Bryce Young in the NFL in a, in a pile up, and then multiple <laughs> defenders and like offensive linemen even falling on him. The guy would die. Honestly, he's he's really it's small. Not, that was it's always funny. That was my like thought. The pictures the pictures of him standing next to his offensive like his offense in a huddle. Look, like you see these guys, and you see this kid. <laughs> And that's the quarterback. Like, don't get me wrong. Short quarterbacks, some have been successful. Baker's had a nice career. Uh, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, et cetera. There have been short quarterbacks. But Bryce Young is taking this quarterback size to another level. He, like, he, I'd like to see him and Kyler Murray next to each other. They're probably very similar. But Kyler Murray's just way more athletic and nimble. That's what keeps Kyler Murray alive uh, for half a season until he gets hurt. But Bryce Young, I, I mean, I, I would have never touched this dude if, it were, if I were running an NFL organization. Uh, right. Say what you will. I would have taken CJ Stroud number one overall last year uh, over Bryce Young just purely because of size. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I obviously Brown Steelers no score there. We're going to talk about baseball. Do you want to hold off till next week for that so we can get into our picks this week? We can hold off till next week. Time. We've got some time, so we're good. Okay. Uh, really quick, though, cool. I didn't get a picture for this, but Kobe Altman got an OVI. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> Did, actually, I forgot about that because I, I, I it came up on Saturday. I, I forgot but... to put it in the list, but yeah. Uh, the how does this guy not have a? Fucking driver for him, you know, that's crazy for me. Well, I kind of want to know the details because that was my first thought too, was like, okay, why the fuck wouldn't the Cavs have a have a car pick him up? And then I thought about it and I'm like, I wonder if he was like at dinner and only had a couple drinks and was just like, whatever, I'll drive home. It's not a big deal. But technically he was above the limit. So he got a, a an OVI. I, I, I would like to know the details. I doubt it's like he's stumbling drunk on the side of the road, wasted at like two in the morning, yeah. albeit it could be, I don't know. But my guess is probably that he was like at a dinner, had a bottle of wine and drove home. And then that's enough to get popped for something. So not fired, not in trouble. You think he's whatever. They just kind of water. You and I almost forgot to talk about it. Nobody, nobody's talking about it in the media. It's nobody cares. It's true. When you're a GM and you do something like that, no one cares. It's kind of ironic because if God forbid Deshaun Watson did the same thing this weekend, everybody would be fucking freaking out about how he's a horrible role model, horrible this, but you got, you have a guy who's literally running the team. Who gets an OVI and nobody, nobody gives a shit. No, they give a shit. We're moving on. Do you think he pulled the whole card? Do you think he pulled the card? Of, do you know who I am? <laughs> no, I don't. Cause I, I bet the top is probably like, no, I Yeah. But I mean, that's, it's kind of fucked up to think about. Maybe it is just because of his position in, in the NBA front office guys are not known people, but I know that, uh, Callie, uh, what's her name? Bronson or whatever on the Browns, the, 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 lesbian, Bronson? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She got the DUI a few years ago, and everybody was just that. roasting her on Twitter, and they're like, they better fire her. What a horrible role model. So it definitely just goes on the type of person you are. Because she's a lesbian trying to make it as a coach, there are people that hate that, so they just want to bring her down because she got a DUI. 
Kobe Altman gets one, that same person guaranteed didn't even fucking know. So yeah. it's just it, it's it's about the people, the the public's yeah. perception. It's how me- it's how mean, media is, man. You pick and choose the moments you want to really highlight. You know, you pick your you, yeah. you just pick the things you get pissed off about. You like to hope that he has more common sense than to drive drunk. Most people you hope don't do that, won't get you know in uh, in any accident or anything like that. But mistakes happen. People make mistakes. Nobody got hurt. No harm, no foul. It is what it is. Move on. Learn from it. Uh, let's get into picks. Oh, let's go. Oh, and there's the score. Justin <laughs> takes a three-point lead here, 22 and 10. Kyle, 19 and 13. Tim, bring up the rear, but only one game behind, 18 and 14. Tim, where'd you go wrong last All week? Right. I'm I like the rear. <laughs> I could tell you where Tim went wrong. Tim took uh, – who did he take? He took Jacksonville over Kansas City. That That hurt him. Yeah. That's actually that's about it because you did take Washington and we took Denver, um, so that that was really it, Tim. You you had a pretty good week, honestly. I mean, Tim went nine and seven. The least one in the game was was. Hey, we hey we didn't do it because uh, Justin had COVID, but I believe we will start the survivor over. Yes, no, we didn't do it last week. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna. I was gotta, talking to my buddy about it. We got a request. We got a request about it. Mike wants to restart it over again. I'm okay <laughs> with that. Let's we'll restart that for sure. I was just uh, last week. I was way too sick. There was no fucking way. Uh, Kyle went ten and six. Tim went nine and seven. I went eleven and five last week, for what it's worth. But let's get right into it with week three, Thursday night football. I will start us off. I feel like we're gonna have a clean sweep across the board here. Is everybody hunting for gold in San Francisco? Because I know I am. Yeah, that's pretty much a, a given right there. I, I I can't see I can't see the Giants having Saquon a chance. Barkley was game. ruled out. Also, if that helps. Yeah, you know how I feel about Purdy things. Yeah, I I, I was. Pretty certain I knew who you were taking, Tim. Oh, the puns are amazing. You love it. You gotta love it. All right, next up we've got the dirty or not the dirty birds, the shit birds of Baltimore taking on the Indianapolis Colts. More than likely going to be Gardner Minshew because it doesn't look like Anthony Richardson will get out of concussion protocol. Crazier things have happened, but he was out today, still in the protocol. It's rare that a guy comes back after one week, so my guess is it's going to be Gardner Minshew against the Ravens and. Personally, I would love for the Colts to win because the Ravens can fuck off, but I got to go with the Ravens here, and I feel like we're going to have another clean sweep. Yeah, the Ravens, I just don't I don't see how the Colts. The Colts have played well, but the Ravens are a little better than the teams they played recently here. So, yeah, give me the Ravens in this one, unfortunately. Tim, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Give me Baltimore. I love hearing that, Tim. Thank you. Um, next up, we've got the Falcons at Detroit. The two and O Falcons are they real? The one and one Lions are they posers? I'll let somebody else start. Whoever wants to take the rain. Yeah, I've I've got to think that they bounce back this week from that loss against Seattle. So give me the Lions in this one. I think the Lions take the win. As much as I want a row right now, I have to go with the- oh, ah! dirty birds. Oh, dirty birds. Um, and it, I, and I I do think that the Lions will have a stronger game this week. Um, not that, you know, it was really bad. It was just, I don't, I just think the, the Falcons are playing pretty tough. Um, I do think the Lions are going to play tough because it is a home game for them. So, okay. All right. So you're going dirty birds though, right? I am going dirty birds. Shout out to Doug. Okay, I wanted to make sure I didn't want to write the wrong thing down. I'm going with Detroit myself. I do think being at home, uh, I think they're going to be pissed off the way they lost last week. They're going to kind of want to go out and prove some things. And I don't think the Falcons are that good. I think the Falcons have just been victim of an easy schedule so far. Uh, so give me Detroit. Next up, we have 
<clears throat> the New Orleans Saints 2-0 taking on the 1-1 Green Bay Packers. The Packers can score. Jordan Love has, I think, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Can that continue? Uh, and the Saints are 2-0, though. Their offense kind of looks shitty. Derek Carr looks kind of lost at times, but they have a really good defense. Uh, this is a tough one. I'll let somebody else go first because I truly don't know. Tim, what do you got? This uh, this is a tough game. I uh, got a toss up, and I think I'm going to Saints. Going the Saints. I'm going to go ahead and put the uh, figurative cheese head on right now because give me the Packers. I think, uh, I think like you said, loves off to a great start. I think that they can score when they want to. Um, I think they're only going to get better as the season goes on. I just don't trust the Saints. I, I think the Packers take this one. Oof. I'm with Kyle. 50-50 game. Give me the home team. I got to go Green Bay. Nope. That's just how my brain works. I go with the home team. There's there's a that little bit of home field advantage is enough in a 50-50 game, in my opinion, to push the needle 51-49. So I got to go with the Packers. Um, no home field advantage needed here. I think the Jaguars are going to have their way with the Texans personally. So I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars to bounce back at home against the Houston Texans. Fuck the Texans. Does anybody want? Yeah. Does anybody want Houston? Uh, no. Did I amazing. get a sexy little roar though for the Jaguars, Tim? Just <laughs> tradition. Oh shit! I'll take it. That is the I name I take it. right now. I loved every second of that. You're a big uh, boy. Now, oh, I love it. More animal matchups here. We've got the Denver Broncos against the Miami Dolphins. Let's go, <laughs> Tim. I'm letting <laughs> you start the stops. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Dude. I'm trying to do a dolphin do it. No flake, baby. It's like a dolphin dying over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, give me the Dolphins here until otherwise I can't, I, want the, the Broncos? Yeah, I can't pick against. Yeah. Until I see them lose, I'm taking Miami. They look Dolphins like are just a fun team to, to watch play. I mean, they're just fun to watch, you know. Jalen Waddle is probably going to miss the game, though. I think he's also in concussion protocol, but I don't think that'll matter against the Broncos, especially being at home. Uh, next up, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers, the battle of the 0-2s, Chargers and Vikings. Somebody has to come out a winner, you assume. Um, yeah. The way Kirk Cousins can sling it lately and how shitty the Chargers' defense is, I have to think if this turns into a barn burner, give me the Vikings. So give me the Vikings. Taking the Vikings. I So I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that the Chargers get it together this week, knowing that they're better than they fucking played. I, I got, I'm, I'm going to go Herbert. I'm going Herbert. I'm going Herbert and the Chargers this week. Okay. Tim? I mean, don't get me wrong. The Chargers' offense is having no trouble scoring. It's just uh, their defense stinks. I was a little late on that, but it's okay. I like it. I, I couldn't hear I anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, trying, oh. he's, trying to find he's trying to find dolphins. Take <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the pick for these? You got Chargers and Vikings. Uh, give me the Vikes. Woohoo. Doesn't waste their I, time there. On a lonely island by himself with the Chargers. All right. All right. Making my uh, comeback. Next up, you've got the Jets and the Patriots. At New York, 0-2 Patriots, 1-1 Jets. Bill Belichick has not lost to the Jets since 2014, I believe. Yeah, and with that, and because I think that Bill Belichick just enjoys beating the shit out of the Jets, give me the Patriots on this one. America, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. The Patriots get Jack Jones back to practice, which is huge for their defense when you're going up against um, – a shitty quarterback in Zach Wilson. I think uh, Bill Belichick just owns Zach Wilson. He's in his head in the worst way. I think it'd be a low-scoring, ugly affair, but I think the the Patriots are going to pull it out. I guess Dave's just giving us his Next. picks. I love it. 
Dave said, fuck the Steel City Ren- Renegades. He's giving his picks now. Um, Bills at Commanders. Bills 1-1, one and one, Commanders 2-0. and oh. Do the Commanders stay undefeated, or do the Bills even their records out at 2-1? and one? I think I Buffalo like does that. I never like to go against my name, but I'm going against them this game. Taking the Bills? Yeah, I think yeah. that's a smart move. Yes. The herd of I Buffalo like running through. Man. He's getting ready to charge over here. Uh, yeah, give me the Bills here. I, 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 however, it seems to be closer than people think. I think the Commanders are not a bad team. Um, but yeah, give me the Bills at the end of the day. Let's do it. Uh, next up, we've got the Carolina Panthers against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, for me personally, I think, does anybody want the Panthers? No, I honestly believe that the Seahawks are going to eat this game. Ah. Their defense is good. <laughs> That poor Seahawk, I think, needs to go to the vet. Does not sound healthy. Um, he's, got a bro- he's got a broken wing over here. Because <laughs> they barely win. <laughs> uh, does anybody want the Cardinals? No. No. They're facing no. the Cowboys. I mean, I think it's going to be, again, a fucking blowout. Dallas for I think, everybody. I think, I think the defense is going to score more touchdowns than the uh, than uh, the Cardinals do. So. <laughs> There's, there's a very good chance there. Poor Josh Dobbs. I feel bad for him already. I also feel bad for me having James Conner in one of my fantasy leagues. It's going to be ugly this week, but can't win them all. I'm 6-0 and right now in three leagues, so uh, got to lose sometime. I went 3-1 I went, I went last week in my fantasy teams. I lost one, one game, and I only lost it because fucking Nick Chubb got hurt, and he I needed at least – I think I needed 20 points out of him for me to win, and that, that happened. So That'll happen. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, Bears at Kansas City. Does anybody want the Bears? Give me the Chiefs. Same here. You can't see it, but he's chopping the air right now. He's chopping. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm on a different page, so I can look at the schedules. So I can't even see the screen, the screen anyway. Um, Sunday night football. What a piece of shit game this is. Steelers and Raiders. Who the fuck would want to watch that game, honestly? Um, I know some people in our chat are going to watch that game right now. Two garbage offenses, one okay defense, uh, and then a shit defense. Uh, I don't even know who to pick in this one. I, I kind of want to just give pick me, the Steelers because fuck, fuck the Steelers. Give me the Raiders. Fuck them. It's in Oakland, right, or Vegas? I mean, yeah, yeah. Give me the Raiders. I mean, Kenny Pickett's just such a piece of shit quarterback. He's so fucking bad with those tiny little hands. Uh, he's probably going to get him stuck in a slot machine or something, so he might not even be available on Sunday. So I'm going with I'm going with the the Raiders. The Raiders. Tim, I don't even want to beat this game. Um, I know, isn't it? This is this is the prison inmate game, and it's yeah. Sunday night football. How is it it's not flat? This game fucking yeah. sucks. Like, the one cool thing that I'm looking forward to is I'll get some good sleep because I don't have to stay up and watch this hunk of shit. I have no Raiders and I have no uh, Steelers on any of my fantasy teams. This game can go fuck itself. NBC, you are not getting a rating out of this guy because I am not watching that shit. No Nelson rating out of you? <laughs> I think No, I'll I think find I'm something else to watch. Game. What are you picking? I picked the Steelers. He picked, he picked Steelers. So we lost our, we lost our, yeah, we lost our uh, person over this running lates now. No, you know, he I sees figured, Dave in the chat, so he's trying to get this little laugh. Boys, that's week. true. We've, the first three weeks of picks, one of us has picked the Steelers each week. That is very true. I don't like that. Oh. that, that that's a thing. But, hey, you know what? I respect it. We're in it to win it. It is what it is. Fuck the Steelers, though. I am going to the Raiders because this is kind of a 50-50 game. That offense sucks. 
Um, Go light on the punishment for me this year, guy. Go light on the punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Both both teams stink, but at least it's in Vegas. So give me the Raiders. And then uh, Monday night. We know who we'll see there. What's that? So we know who we'll see there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Monday Night Football, another doubleheader, another primetime game for the Eagles. They take on Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers. Uh, what are you guys picking here? I'll let somebody else go first. I know who I'm taking. I believe and, and you can go ahead Baker. I believe Baker's going to have a coming down to earth moment here. I think uh, I think the Eagles are going to hurt him a little bit. Uh, give me the Eagles in this one. Yeah, I think reality is going to set in for old Bake. They're they're not facing the Bears this week. The Bears. Yeah, give me the. So you're taking Philly as well. For a hot second, I was I was thinking Ooh. I was thinking the Bucks just because um, these are the type of games uh, Baker wins. Like he, it's because you just took the Steelers, so your your mindset is in like, hey, let's make another shitty pick. So you're like, I got Maybe I my brain right now. No, I'm I'm picking I'm picking the ah I'm picking the Eagles, but um, I love it. I if if they do pull it out. Just know that I called it because these are the games Baker supposed to lose and he wins. True. Very true. Um, next up, though, the late game, if you will, 8-15, the Rams at Bengals Monday night football for the doubleheader. Uh, so, last time a game, last time a Monday night game was in Cincinnati, somebody died. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. <laughs> um, well, here, here, here's a fun fact, though. The fun, the first three Monday night games or whatever, or the first two of the season, I think one last year, it's all been major injuries. You know, something, something yeah, bad. No, I saw that Demar Hamlin died. Uh, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Yep. Nick Chubb had and that Aaron gruesome Chubb. injury. So let's hope this doesn't continue, and let's also hope it doesn't happen to a Bengal or Baker Mayfield. I mean, definitely not trying to speak that into existence. Um, so no, no, you are. Said, we know Burrow's out, or is he out for sure? Or we don't know yet. No, we don't know yet. So I am going to – I'm not even putting an asterisk on it. I think if Joe Burrow is looking as shitty as he's looked, this Rams defense is going to be all over him. They've been playing very good football. Their offensive line sucks in Cincinnati, so I think Aaron Donald's going to have a fucking feast. Um, and Sean McVay shows up. He gets his team ready to play. So until I see otherwise from the Bengals, they have no life in them. I'm going Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rams here too. I just can't. The Bengals are not the Bengals. I don't know who they are, what they're doing this year. Um, but yeah, I think the Rams. Rams have shown the first two weeks that they they're 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 gonna play football. Are you? Oh, okay. Uh, Tim has his dick out, slapping on the microphone right now. You can't hear it, but you probably heard that smacking sound, right? He's trying to ram you with it. He's picking he's the Rams. Is that what that he's means? trying to ram you with his dick right now. That's that's the, his he's way. He's ramming of his dick into the monitor. <laughs> um, but yeah, so give me give me the Rams. I think he took the Rams as well. All right, Dick, Dick Ram, and that gets us to our last game: the Browns against the Titans. I've already written down who I'm taking because I know it's going to backfire. But I'm taking the Browns. Um, as I said earlier in the game or in the show, we'll recap. So I don't need to do a lot of preview here. What I think is going to happen is they have a really good. Oh, Dave, you're late. I already said that. I said the, the Staley's on the hot seat, bro. Um, I, I I said it earlier, the defensive line of the Titans is really good. They're going to have their way with our offensive line. They're going to be in the backfield. They're going to cause problems. We're going to have trouble running the ball. They have a very good run defense. However, their secondary and their pass defense stinks. So this is the game. This is where the offense needs to figure their shit out. Um, I think the, our defense is going to be okay. I'm not worried about the defense. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to have himself. 
he's probably going to get some good yards. He's a great running back. Uh, my main concern is shut down Ryan Tannehill on the ground. Ryan Tannehill's a good scrambling quarterback. Uh, shut him down, and I think you have a really good chance to win this game. And offensively, again, as I said, Deshaun Watson needs to let it loose, let it rip. Kevin Stefanski open up the playbook a little bit. Their secondary is trash. My bet stamp pick for this week is none other than Amari Cooper gets a touchdown. And I forgot to do it earlier in the game, but my second bet, step, bet stamp pick is any t- our first touchdown scorer for tomorrow night. Give me Christian McCaffrey. Those are my two bet stamp picks this weekend. Christian McCaffrey, first TD scorer tomorrow. If I'm not mistaken, Tim, I sent you the picture. I don't remember it. Is um, Yeah, there you go. You got plus 325. I love those odds. I'm doing that all day for McCaffrey. He usually is their first touchdown scorer, so I'm doing that one. And then for the Browns, they it's early, so there's not a lot of options up there. That's the best part about using BetStamp is I can go on there Sunday morning when it's closer to kickoff, and it's going to show me more options for uh, uh, Amari Cooper touchdown because right now it's only DraftKings plus 180. Uh, Dave, if Cade York kicks the game winner, that would be fucking incredible because he's not even on their active roster. But, you know, what do I know? And uh, so those are my two bet stamp picks for this week. You guys can, of course, play along at home with us. Use our link. I will post it again uh, and take advantage of all the fucking free money before it goes away. I can't imagine it's going to be there forever. So I will post that link and I want you all to use it. But give me the Browns in this one. I like it. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Browns too. And the reason being is because I just can't imagine at home we don't get something going, right? I'm excited to see what's going to look, the offense is going to look like with Ford, with um, uh, with Hunt, how they're going to use them. I, I, I assume and I'm hoping that Watson does not start second guessing himself again. And the offensive line has, you know, holds the line a little bit better for him this, this week too. Uh, defense is going to eat. I think the defense is going to continue to do what they do. And I think all we had to do, I think the final score is probably my guess 21, I'd say 21, 14 close, but I think we pulled the win off. Um, and my two bets for this week, I did take a, uh, I said Jerome Ford touchdown, uh, right there. You got bars. I think it was at barstool or, uh, Bet 365 plus 125. I got him scoring the ball. He's going to get enough chances to score the ball this week. So I'm going to take that bet. And my next bet, which I'd sent over to, I believe is, for those who don't know, it's a big fucking game Saturday night. We got Notre Dame versus Ohio State this Saturday night. Um, We're going college. Uh, throwing it out there right now. Throwing it out there. So I'm taking I'm taking my boys, the Irish. They're, right now, they are not the favorites, of course. Um, but it uh, looks like uh, Barstool has them at plus 140. It's a close game. I think it's going to be a really good game, too. Uh, but give me give me uh, Notre Dame to win that game Saturday night. Taking uh, the bet 140, double your money, get some extra money out of there for it. Um, but that's my bet of the week. Like Justin said, please go use our link, get some free money, make some bets with us, be smart or don't be smart, lose money. It's your choice. We're no, we're not professional gamblers over here. Do if what you got to do with it. Free money that they give you. Who cares? I mean, if you, yeah. I, I make crazy bets with that shit because I'm like, it's not real money. Like if I lose, I didn't actually spend money to get it. And if I win, that's real money that comes back to me and it could be a fuckload. So yeah. go crazy with your bets. Have Absolutely. Some fun. Absolutely. Tim, what do you got? Who do you got? Give me the Browns. Um, oh my God, he fuck, put his dick yes. on <laughs> Give me the Browns. I uh, think we're going to share our assets. Uh, I think uh, Kareem's going to come in and uh, be amazing. Um, I think he's got something to prove. He got a chip on his shoulder. Um, uh, that chip is also in the sewing room. So I feel like he's going to be, you know, <laughs> out there doing this thing. Um, and no more white uniforms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go the to curse. sign up. 
signupexpert.com slash TBD if you guys want to join those betting apps with us and play along with us at home. And great pick, Tim. I'm with you, dude. Cleveland's going to win. Um, we will, we will reset school? the Survivor pool this week, I think, too. We'll get that started for everyone to g- jump back in one more time um, so we can get What's a guest that on our school show. old saying, uh, win one for the Gipper or whatever they said? I think this season, yeah. again, they're going to put Nick Chubb on their shoulders, and this is win it for Chubb. They're going to go out there, and they're going to play well. Win uh, one for Gippy. Is that what we're going to say? It? Win one for Gippy? Win one for, for fucking egg leg. He's going to be walking like one, a pirate. One leg pirate. <laughs> Poor guy. Fuck. I miss Chubb already, dude. Um, ah, sucks. But yeah, so clean sweep for Cleveland. I think they're going to win the game. Tennessee's not a very good football team. Um, again, any anybody that watches football that knows anything about football knows that. Uh, so if you're in the comments making talking outlandish, you know, maybe Google the roster. Uh, maybe worry about your own football team. I mean, the Steelers are fucking hot garbage, pure shit. So uh, go Browns. Uh, with that being said, those are our picks for this week, and we are going to do just a tip with my main man, Tim Buck. Two, take it away, my friend. And you know what kind of tip I got this week. Got a feeling. Um, it's the same one from last week. It is the the show that we got at Quaker Steak and Lou. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Or the, the show's Friday, right? Friday. Yeah, I'm sorry. Friday night. The uh, the comedy show is Friday night. Tomorrow we'll be at the one in Vermilion uh, for the car show. Um, shout out to Lex Vegas for putting on this whole thing. Um, he uh, is working with Dave, to my knowledge, um, putting this together at Quaker Station Lube. And it's going. this one's going to be on 4900 Transportation Drive in Sheffield, Ohio. Um, it's a clean comedy show, clean comedy night. Uh, it's going to be me, um, John Armstrong, um, uh, Melissa Loveson, and Nancy Abraham, who runs another room here in Parma Pit Stop um, on Thursdays. It's a it's gonna be a great show. Um, John Armstrong is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Melissa is hilarious, and Nancy is 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 a is a riot. I mean, like they're all great comics. Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm the weakest link, and that says a lot. Um, uh, it, it's gonna be a really good show. I'm already thinking about which way I'm going. I might even leave fat jokes out of it. Like that's how I'm I'm going. I'm coming different. Um, and I think that for itself is gonna be fun for me. Um, it's gonna be fresh. And I think it's going to be a good time. I, I'm going to eat a ton of wings and then get on stage with a whole bunch of wing stains on my shirt. That, that, be great. You're not going to be clean then. I <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that. I like that. One way or um, another, you're not going to have a shirt on. So I think it's going to be okay. Well, there's supposed to be kids there and I don't want to traumatize them yet. Oh, true, 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 true. <laughs> um, Never mind. I mean, if I if I lose this uh, whole record thing, I might get my nipples pierced. So you know, I, it, it would be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but uh, uh, I think it's going to be a great time. It's, it starts at 7, um, which means it probably starts at 7.30 because there's still black people a part of this. Uh, <laughs> um, That's fast. But it's gonna, I know it's going to be a full house because everybody loves to eat. Um, and uh, why wouldn't you come to a free comedy show where you can get some grub? I agree. Oh, yeah. Go check that out 100%. Yes, and then tomorrow- I guess you're working on it because I, I found out today uh, that you were working on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that classic patented red line radio communication <laughs> slow and steady oh my tip of the week is a book i've been reading some books lately um and this one is i think something justin either he's either read or he's gonna read uh killing the mob have you read this one yet justin uh let me see it is it a bill o'reilly yeah 
No, I actually have not. I you, uh, I did just get a book this week. I got one called El Narco that I'm going to start. It's all about like okay. narcos and cartels and stuff. I'm excited. I think you'd love this book. So basically, it just goes through the history of the mob in America. It goes through from the start, you know, back in the get 30s. Get your panties out of a bunch, Dave. The 30s, the 40s, okay, the he's 50s. Fucking, he's spicy in the chat today. Um, <laughs> Dave, no talking during my tip, please. Thanks. He's like, I um, know Kate York is on the roster, dude. Come on. <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's really cool. I mean, it's oh, the mob's amazing, right? Just learning about how influential they were back in the 60s during you know jfk's election you know the teamsters union how influential they were in hollywood dean martin all these connections it really goes into detail about this one of the cool not the coolest but one of the the, the things i learned today is i was finishing the book um you remember the Lu lucia ball at the i love lucy show you know her and uh, i think yeah, desi arnaz her husband there was a yeah. hit put out on him Ricky. you know back what's that Ricky, Ricky Ricardo. Yeah. Yeah, Ricky Ricardo. Uh, he, there was a hit put on him um, by the mob. So back in the 60s. Lucy? Yeah. Lucy. Lucy at home. Uh, there was a hit put on because he was making a show called The Untouchables, a TV show. And the mob did not like how they were being portrayed on TV. So the mob put a hit on him. And the only way the hit w went away is when he sat down with Dean Martin. Not Dean Martin. Sorry. Um, not Dean Martin. Where am I looking? Um, who's Blue Eyes? Uh, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, yes. Sat down with Frank Sinatra on a, on a person of the mob and basically said, well, what do I got to do? What do I got to do to make this so you guys are okay with it? Because back then, the the mob was stopping um, certain truck unloads. They were stopping the Teamsters Union from going and helping unload stuff to the stage. They were going after sponsors of the show, not unloading their product on the docks. Like They were going after it strategically to hurt him, right? And he's like, I need to get this show off the, like, off the ground. What can I do? And they're like, well, we need you to stop portraying um, – Italian Americans as like just basically spaghetti eating like you know mobsters. I want you to put an Italian in this show that actually is Italian. They um and it went back and forth, but they talk about like in detail about how he came that close to getting basically whacked um because of this whole thing and how how big the mob was and and I probably still is, but it's a good book, Justin. I think if you you probably get into it, um it's it's a good detail. It made me go back and and look at you know Wikipedia to kind of see some of the stories and the backstories of some of these people. You know, it talks about you know, Jagger Hoover and, and how he he didn't want to acknowledge the mafia back in the day, right? And then Bobby, you know, Bobby Kennedy came along and basically forced him to have to get involved in fighting the mob. It's 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 a great book. So highly recommend it if you like that kind yeah, of stuff. No, I will definitely check that out. I love anything mafia related. Like I said, I'm reading a book about drug cartels. Anything mafia, cartel, shit like that, I am infatuated with it. I have my bookshelf behind me is full of books about the mob yeah. and shit. Um so definitely I'll check it out. Absolutely. Um Thanks for watching, Dave, and thank you, Julie, for checking in for the first time. That's my aunt. Um, she asked me this week, she's like, how do I check out your show? She's a big Cleveland sports fan, so her and my uncle, I'm sure, were laying in bed watching it. I appreciate them watching. I thank appreciate you guys. them tuning in, yeah. Um, the show is much better when I'm in studio and there's not like a delay and an issue, but I think we did a really good job. We're, we're professionals. Um, we made it work, but next week we'll be fully intact. It's all going to be good. Uh, my like tip this week is because – say again, Tim, I'm sorry? I don't feel like the delay was that much of a problem, but then you just... No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I, just, I thought we like put on a great show today, so... We did. I just, I feel like I'm on the Manning cast right now, and you know my feelings on that, so I just, <laughs> I hate myself for being on a fucking little box right now. Um, but my pick for this week, or my tip, is the show Deadwood. I've always wanted to watch it, and I kind of forgot about it, and okay, when I had COVID, good. I was like, no time like the present to start it, and this is where it gets embarrassing and kind of sad. Uh... There are 36 episodes of Deadwood, probably about 45 minutes long each. 
and a movie. After the show ended in 2016 or something like that, they made a movie, maybe earlier than that. They made yep. a movie in 2019. And you watched the movie too? I watched all 36 episodes and the movie. And I think I started the show on Friday afternoon sometimes. Holy so I watched, shit. I watched about almost 40 hours of Deadwood in, in the weekend. I finished the movie and the oh, show like yesterday. I watched like the last three episodes and then I finished the movie last night. Cause I'm in, I'm in, stuck in the basement while I'm up, while I have COVID. So I've just been watching fucking TV and I watched a ton of Deadwood way too much. And I watched the entire series in a weekend and it's Favorite a good show. Care. It's about the, uh, for me, stuff Bullock. I think Bullock was cool. Really? I mean, could this show be solved by a Bluetooth? Nah, it could be. No, unfortunately, they were, these guys were rock hard. There were a lot of brothels around Al Swearinger was my, by far my favorite character in that show. Um, he, just, he irritated me because of how much he swore. It like got annoying after a while. Like, really? He, he just said fuck with every other sentence, like maybe more, like sometimes two or three fucks in one sentence. Don't get me wrong, I like swearing and all, but he overdid it. And like, I just, I got kind of irritated by him. And I kind of, at one point, I was like, I kind of hope someone kills him off. The uh, a, Dave, and used, actor. Dave and I used to watch this when we, we lived together back in the day. And uh, we used to have like a cocksucker count, like how many times he dropped the word cocksucker. Dude, they say cocksucker so much. It's so hilarious. Like it got to a point where I just, what it was. And I think in like season two, they purposely wrote it in just because that's what he's known for. Right. Screaming a cocksucker across the bar. <laughs> I also, I, I think for me, second place, close second for my favorite character is Charlie Utter. I really like Charlie Utter. Yeah. Yeah. He was an old badass. Like he didn't fuck around. I really liked him. I've never actually seen Justified either of them. Oh, I know they just came out with a remade version. I, surprisingly, when this ended, because I do like Timothy Oliphant, I added it to my list. It's probably one of the next shows I'm going to check out because I think I'll enjoy it. I do like him a lot as an actor. Start and with the first McShane, Justified, obviously. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, he's a fantastic actor. Obviously, he's known for John Wick, stuff like that. He's a great actor. Um, but just the amount of times he says fuck in every sentence kind of, for me, got old. But uh really good show I, I enjoyed it a lot it takes place in the old west uh kind of like not even the west but it's like the upbringing of of the gold rush in in yeah. what is it north dakota i think it is or south dakota, yeah, south dakota. Um, so it was just a cool show it shows them they're in saloons all day they're in brothels uh you know it just it from what i read it is extremely accurate uh as far as telling the story and the way it depicts everything it's all very well done very historically accurate uh so really good show really fun uh I, I liked it a lot i hated calamity jane i don't know why her character just irritated the <laughs> shit out of me seeing uh, her naked but, in like season two where she got nails like it's kind of weird to me <laughs> didn't do it for me i'm not gonna lie oh, to you no, no, no. that's that's when i got that's why they called the show deadwood because i could not get hard <laughs> for days after i saw her naked <laughs> yeah that's it um, jesus it was a good show, though. It was a fun watch. I'm happy I, I saw it. I almost wished I didn't watch it in three days or whatever because I could have enjoyed it more if I stretched it out. But it was very good. It's a show I'll probably go back and rewatch again just to look for things I missed. But uh, thank you guys all for watching. That's going to do it for us. I think we're all done, right? You guys have nothing? Uh, we're good. Great show. All right. Thank you guys for watching. On behalf of everybody at Talking About Balls, Cleveland, that was for you. Bye, everybody. See you next week.